Don't fight in the north or the south. Fight every battle, everywhere. Always. In your mind. Everybody, hey, we're live here on a Thursday, only a couple weeks away from Game of Thrones season seven, and the hype is real, especially after this latest trailer, which a lot of people are calling the best Game of Thrones trailer ever. Now, maybe there's a little recency bias in there because every trailer is great. We've always, there's never been a trailer where I said, boy, that sucked. But this one was particularly exciting. So we're going to take a lot of questions. We're going to break it down. And we've got some special guests with us as well. First off, returning for Game of Thrones season. Y'all haven't seen him in about a year. We got Sean of House Beard coming back. And on the other side of the internet, I'll say, <laughs> we have our good friends from Game of Owns. We've got Zach and Hannah. Say hello. Hey. Hello. Nice to be here. And thanks for coming on to our podcast as well, for everyone listening. This is the amazing team of History of Westeros, who we have had the privilege of podcasting beside for years now, who we're actually going to be able to officially meet next week. Yeah, it's really exciting. Conference. It's going to be mm -hmm. awesome. So yeah, this is a joint episode of Game of Owns and History of Westeros, which is fun. We have a great community that allows us to do things like this, just to hop on a call together, throw our video cameras and webcams up, get some headphones and get some images, and yeah. we'll have a lot of fun with this. Speaking of a great community, only a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks, well, we're like days. nine days away from mm -hmm. Con of Thrones, eight days away. So all of us are going to be there, and we hope that to see a lot of you guys there. How hype is everybody about Con of Thrones? I have to be there on Tuesday, so it's like a lesser for me. <laughs> you have to be there. You get to be there before, on Tuesday. Yeah. I was trying to find a way that I could be there on Friday, but I found out that it wouldn't, wouldn't really be possible. But uh, we'll be there early, and you guys will be I, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, we are too. It's going to be so much fun. The community is great. Being around a lot of people that love Game of Thrones and have an equal level of obsession is really just a unique experience that I can't really describe. It's just something you have to have for yourself mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll see as many of you there as possible i by the way have been have been to that venue before and it's Ooh. it's so uh, oh, an yeah. attraction it's really impressive awesome it's uh it's it's unbelievable how it feels like you're in a theme park and it kind of feels like they made a theme park for a convention for game of thrones as far as the <laughs> locations are concerned we've Whoa. got kind of a mix of the uh if you're th if we're talking about the tv show if we look at interior locations like uh the stuff they shoot in dorn we're pretty much going to be walking in that there's wow. actually a place i told you about this i aziz that i wanted to hide behind a waterfall i found a waterfall <laughs> that you can hide behind oh, really <laughs> i did there's that a waterfall excellent. that you can hide behind and so that's pretty cool so <laughs> it's it's full of surprises it's lots of i don't know i know that hannah's been doing nothing but planning pool parties that's, for the weekend i don't true. know she, i know she is not on camera but i know she's got a lot of plans so you guys are on a lot of panels yes we are yes yeah, so shea of course running production over here she's just to my left but production is a full-time job during this <laughs> uh during a live feed like this she's taking questions managing the chat room managing our stream so Hard to also answer questions. Plus, we only have so much camera space here. Usually, I do right? all the production work. And <laughs> now's your moment to now shine. Now, Shay is trying to steal my thunder out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. I it's feel really, like we, really need, we need maps. The Game of Thrones side <laughs> of things seem 
maps. <laughs> I'm just like in my kitchen. It's not I feel so inadequate. <laughs> I have a dire wolf, but he's asleep over there. He might show up later. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wonderful. We, we, we're always worried about our dire cats interfering with our <laughs> streams and, and mm. plans. By worried, you mm. mean hopeful. Yes. Mm-hmm. People often like, hey, how come your cats didn't get on the stream? I'm like, well, they didn't want to. <laughs> Who knows what cats will do or won't do. Just realized we did not tweet that we were live right now, so excuse me for 30 seconds. Not a lot of people <laughs> good know. Good idea, good idea. <laughs> now, we just to clarify what we're doing today, like I said, we're covering the trailer, especially this recent trailer. We'll probably bring up some stuff from the first trailer as well, but we're not going to have any spoilers from set photos or leaked script stuff, only the trailer stuff, and no book spoilers either. We're trying to keep it all very show-oriented only. There's a time and place for all the different subtopics of Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire crossover, but this is going to be Game of Thrones only without any spoilers other than what we can glean from these trailers. So I just want to make that very clear. So if you're asking questions in the chat room or if you ask questions ahead of time, we're not going to take any questions that revolve around any sort of book-oriented stuff. But there will be a time and place for that during the season. We do have our book-to-show analysis, and you guys do your things as well, and you get some book discussion in there as well. But today, that is not what's happening. Something new, though, that I'm very excited about is we have some images that we're going to bring out. We've done some screen capturing. We took a very long look at this trailer, and we're going to be able to put some images on screen, which is something we've never done before. So that's exciting. Um, I have a little extra hype for these images. Why not, right? The images are what get us mm-hmm. so excited. We don't have, mm-hmm. even though this trailer did have some dialogue in it, which, in fact, why don't we start with that? Let's talk about that dialogue. What did you guys think of that first bit? Littlefinger talking to Sansa there. Well, probably talking to Sansa, right? right? It's not 100% certain. Any thoughts on that? I thought it was, in general, at first, some pretty good advice. I saw her walking. <laughs> I saw her walking, and I, I was just thinking about all the things that must be going on in her head. And if we're to look away from how we feel about Sansa as a character personally and just look at the the hints that they're giving us in the TV show of where they're going to take that, she looked disconcerted she looked during like she the was whole crying almost. King in the North scene, and then also in the trailer, so I'm not really sure how that's going to shake out. I thought it was great advice. I thought it's very insightful into Littlefinger's character. It makes sense. He's not out there running around with a sword, but he's still fighting these battles in his mind. And he's considering all the pieces, not just the castle he's in at the moment. And I also think that there's a sort of default uh, expectation, I guess, that he's talking to Sansa because he's been with Sansa and they're showing us Sansa. But I think it makes at least as much sense for him to be talking to John. It is possible, yeah. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree with that. And it's also, I saw an interesting suggestion. I think it might have come from one of one of the listeners, one of the uh, someone watching the video, or maybe commenting. I don't see it here, so I don't remember where it came, where the idea came from. But I thought it was clever. The idea is that maybe this is like he's about to be executed, and he's yeah. saying this as like a last words. Yeah. Is that what just somebody's think wishful that? thinking? Maybe. Right. I don't think that that's far <laughs> off, though. I think that like. I, you see him lurking in the shadows in this whole trailer, and especially, you know, I heard somewhere as well, and been reading everywhere on the internet that he sounds like he's out of breath, or that maybe these are his last last words. But you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised though if that if that was along those lines. Yeah, I agree with you. That that shot of him peering around a corner was just very classic yeah. little finger. Like <laughs> I'm looking one eye around yeah. the corner in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good visual representation of him. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to show his character, do you think that he's character... self-aware when he lurks? Do you think he knows that <laughs> <Yes>. he's, you know, <laughs> lurking really around the corner? Yeah. Maybe that's even so probably weird. himself 
not not just aware of it, but proud of it. You know? <laughs> so Your sister. A related question to this would be: Let's get everyone to weigh in. Do you think he survives the season? Mm. I I think he does. I hadn't really considered. I hadn't uh, detected this feedback out there. People thinking those might be his last words. I I'm assuming he's going to make it through the season. I think it so depends would... on Sansa mm. and what happens with the Stark children, with John and with Sansa. Um, I think that's going to play a big role in where Littlefinger kind of falls this season. Right on. Okay, so let's get our let's look at Winterfell since we just had this look at Sansa, who appears to be walking in the Godswood. I think we I think we all agree on that. We also have a similar shot, apparently in the Godswood, of Bran in a wheelchair here, and this looks also like the Winterfell Heart Tree. And my first question well, there's a couple of questions that come from this. First of all, it's cool to see Bran's got himself a little wheelchair, mm-hmm. so he's not being dragged yeah. around on a sledge. It's good right? That's good for Mira. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Mira's probably a lot stronger now, right? She's like, but who is this dude? I think it's probably just a maester, the new Winterfell maester. They would have a new maester there, right? I mean, the Citadel. It could be the same one left over from uh, the the one that was with Ramsay. I forget his name. Yeah, it was Maester. I thought we're at the B. I think we looked at that guy and look at this guy. Yeah, Yeah, they look different. That guy was bald, like completely Hmm. bald. So. Can I ask both of them to turn their headphones down a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Hey, can you guys turn your headphones down just a little bit? Yep. Yeah. Just a Got little bit. There we go. Cool. And yeah, so it, it, it's it's probably just a maester. The one thing, uh, uh, whether it's the maester from that was in the last season or not, is maybe not a big deal. Because if it's a maester, it's just a maester. Right. But right. I don't, the, from that image, you can't really see like a chain. Now he's outside in the cold. He might just be wearing an extra cloak or something. But that's one thing that made me think maybe that's not a maester. But I still think it is. But I will say they have also continually brought in new characters to the show. So even if it's not a maester, it could just be some other Stark loyalist in the north. Once the Boltons are out, just some person who's taking over charge of the castle, you know? Yeah. And and I guess, you know, there's another possibility. I, I definitely think this is Winterfell. Uh, just as a side topic, though, Sam has just gone to the Citadel and and, and yeah. informed them that there's uh, Mr. Amon is dead. And, and the guy was really funny, but they're like, Mr. Amon is, is, is the maester there. He's like, no, he's dead. He's like, we have not been informed. He's like, yeah, well, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> of course, Sam is too, you know, nervous to be that forward about the information. Yeah. But we're as watchers, we're like, come on, Sam, just, just mm-hmm. you know. Tell them what's up. So, but they would, given that, maybe they've sent a new maester to the wall, which is, I wouldn't want to be that maester. Like, that, <laughs> talk about drawing the short straws. Like, yeah, we're sending you to the wall right when the White Walkers are Yeah, it's are a really coming. rough right. time right now. <laughs> if the White Walkers weren't coming, the wall still isn't like yeah, the, not the coolest place to be. Spot to get stationed, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're really hoping for like, <laughs> for like Old Town or somewhere close by, someone nice. Yeah, like, no, we're going nice yeah. to send you to Bear Islands. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. They could open, they could have a new, they could be like, you know what, where we need a maester now? We need one on Skagos. That's what we need. One. We need they could be there. at Casterly Rock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just, right. You know I mean? Bad, bad, Things bad. You know. yeah. This trailer just, when I watched it, I, 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 we were working most of the day on other stuff and then I finally got to watch it and I was standing in front of this TV over here and I just was standing with the food that I was eating and I realized that I'd eaten like half of the food. Like throughout the trailer, as it got increasingly more in, intense, yeah. When it, when when Beric Dondarrion ignites his sword with some kind of pyrotechnical skills, yes. Uh, well, you better magic. believe that's one of the images we pulled. <laughs> yeah. When he when he did that, I was just like, "This trailer's amazing." And then I don't know. I just 
I don't know. I became really sucked into this whole thing. And I think that it's amazing. And I don't, I don't mean to cut into the conversation, but do you guys think it's the best trailer? Cause I know we were talking about this off camera. Do you think it's the best game of Thrones trailer? Does it really matter? But everyone's saying that everyone's saying that this is the, this is the one. I, mean, I kind of think it might be. I think I it know. might it's be. Really, a lot happens. It's it's very revealing without revealing things that we kind of didn't know were going to happen already. I think you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of spoilery stuff in here, but mm-hmm. huge spoilers. Yeah, some Brand of them got past. He brands yeah. past the wall. Right. So, in fact, that's our next image. We've got Brandon Mira at the gate yeah. of the wall here, and it's pretty clear if you see it even for a second because you got a sledge and yeah, it's just really straightforward. Yeah. And anyway, so that seems to be something we expected, right? It's a good example of something that we've expected. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Brandon Mira crossing over. That's like, oh, it happened, but it's also not a I surprise. didn't expect to be showed it in a trailer, yeah. though. So okay. that was, yeah. it's like, what else do you have to show us? I missed it the first time, mm. though. Did you catch it the first time you're watching through the trailer? Because it took me mm-hmm. a couple times of my 500 times. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen them. it once now. So. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> Hopefully, can we watch it at some point in the show? Like, at, I don't know, it might be a good idea. Mm. The, um... I don't think I recognized what it was because it was so fast. Yeah. But as soon as it, you know, it was, it looked like just a couple of figures outside the gate of the wall. And as far as who would be crossing over, that came to mind. Right. Like that, those two people, right. like, that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm not sure if it's the best one. I think we're better at analyzing it than mm. ever before. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and on one hand, it would make sense to be the best one just because as filmmakers they've gotten better at editing and clipping and you know marketers you know they have gotten the show has gotten ostensibly has gotten better over time yeah so i I wouldn't argue against it being the best one but i haven't done enough careful analysis to Um, say (laughs) but light of the seven is playing in this trailer and it's not playing in any other trailers so i don't know that (laughs) is a great song when that came in yeah when that started when the trailer started with that i was already extra interested yeah Yeah. i wouldn't obviously i was super interested anyway but that was like ooh. Excellent, because that is that music from the the final bits of last season was some of the best. And Game of Thrones has always had great music, so that's really saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Light of the Seven's on. There are dragons. There's flaming fields. There's clearly soldiers in places that we've like. Is that ever going to happen? It's like, well, it is in this trailer, so yeah, it's going to happen. It's just <laughs> so it's like the with the added weight. So they added tension for waiting for the the launch of the season longer than usual. It's just everything has just been very tense and they know that. And I think it's just because, I mean, it's not just because, but it it helps that the season is so good, I think. I mean, if the trailer looks like this, I don't know. It bodes well. I definitely agree. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Okay, so I mean, at at least it's going to be action packed. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's there's so many exciting things to show because we've, you know, so many things are culminating and that's just fun. Now, we're going to go beyond the wall. There's a lot of these shots from beyond the wall. But first, before we do that, I want to ask a question from you guys, which is related to the audio elements of this trailer. There's two main things that are the audio elements of this trailer. The first was Sansa's being, well, Sansa while Sansa walking, Littlefinger talking. So we assume he's talking to her. But we've already discussed those possibilities. At the end of the trailer, we have Sansa talking, giving the pack survives quote that, that Ned taught Arya. And in season one, which is a really iconic speech, an iconic part of the Starks, because it's the whole lone wolf pack of wolves concept obviously applies to them thematically. Any any thoughts on who might she be talking to? And it's interesting before you guys answer. I thought it was interesting the way she said it. She's kind of she doesn't she's not speaking with a lot of confidence. Her voice is her tone is a little low. So I don't know if that gives any clues, but I thought that was interesting. I was specifically wondering if this was 
advice being given to someone about sticking with the pack Mm -hmm. or in memoriam to a fallen lone wolf. I was wondering if someone had been killed and this was her commenting on their death. Wow. Or if it was just someone wanting to go off and do their own thing and she was warning them, hey, no, 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 you need to, we need to stick together. Mm -hmm. Especially because we get that shot of the rider on the horse um, as she's saying that. And so that's supposed to distract us or supposed to lead us in the direction of, of what she's talking about. But I'm hopeful that it's a, you know, pump up speech to John and, and, sticking together as Starks um, or as Starks. When you think about it, though, it might not. I mean, how many yeah. shots does we have John out beyond the wall? Like, I know. It looks yeah. like he's doing a lone wolf thing, not sticking with the pack. So, <laughs> so well, speaking of that, that's a good transition, like a segue. We have a lot of shots of John and his companions beyond the wall. There's some wildlings. There's some white walkers. There's some whites, zombies, Flaming whatever swords. you want to call them. And we have a flaming sword here. We have Barrack's sword. This is clearly one of John's companions. This was my most visceral reaction in the trailer was seeing this. I was like, whoa. Partly because it was, you know, like we talked about, some of these things we only figured out after going back, freeze framing and looking closely. But in the moment of watching it all, that two minutes of excitement, that was just, whoa, the flaming sword is back. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, It also makes you wonder... Who else is going to be back with them? Is is Sandor going to be at his side? Is Melisandre going to show up there? We do have a shot of Sandor in the snow, mm-hmm. which I believe is our next shot. And we gesture. And we'll have that up in a minute. And and we will. We so it looks like this is at least some of the group includes Tormund and Sandor and Beric, and there's a few others at least. But going back to Hannah, what you talked about, you mentioned something really that that I thought was worth pointing out. You talk about that rider mm-hmm. running uh, running away or fleeing, apparently, or going somewhere quickly. It sort of looks like John. Yeah. It, maybe it isn't important if it is, because in all the other scenes, none of them are riding a horse. They're all on foot. So that's, I can't quite figure out how that fits into everything someone on a horse riding probably john and then all these other beyond the wall scenes no one's got a horse that's the thing that worries me a little bit about that scene and i'm gonna make the assumption that it's john just because i'm just gonna do that um is (laughs) i i worry about him being alone you know we spend the trailer with him seeing all of his companions who he's with some people we know who they are some people we don't and then at the very end he's riding off on his own and so i think that there's theories and the worry for some is that he's one of the only people who makes it out of whatever situation they get themselves in up there beyond Ooh. the wall. So, um, I don't know. That would be harsh. Yeah. If yeah. we lost Tormund and Sandor and, and I mean, Beric is already kind of dead. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would be as tragic, but it's cool to have Beric around. I think Tormund and Sandor are probably a little bit more beloved characters than, but still losing all of them would be, that would, that would be rough, but I guess, you know what? We got to prepare ourselves emotionally to lose some characters that we love i think we all have to be ready for that the wall is the front line and it's full of characters who charge into danger as opposed to sit back and plan i'm really worried about dolorous ed right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm never worried about ed (laughs) ed always seems to survive doesn't he i hope that i hope that trend continues (laughs) so we have a we have a couple of other scenes from beyond the wall. There's a lot of action shots. There's some from the previous trailer. One famous one was them them forming kind of a ring, mm-hmm. which is in this shot as well. But there's a later shot that's not in the first one that has this sort of the companions are maybe standing on a ridge here, some sort of ridge, 
and you can see Beric because you can see the flaming sword there. Now, let me jump in real quick. Something I forgot to mention in the beginning. If you're listening to this after the fact, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching, you can see any of these images we're talking about. They're going to be posted on our website and Game of Owns. I don't know if you guys are going to put them up on your site yeah, we'll, as well. Yeah, we'll post them on Watchers and we'll put a link to uh, your website on Goo. Awesome. So everyone, yeah. you know what we're talking about. And a lot of you guys have already know what we're talking about because you've seen the trailer several <laughs> times. And these things are we're just jogging your memory by mentioning these shots. And some of these things you might have missed, though. I think there's a lot. It's easy to miss. Unless you freeze framed like we did. Like it I is did, yeah. Hell, it's easy <laughs> to miss these things. 0.25 on YouTube. Yeah, like, it's really fun looking at them, them freeze frames. I've learned from watching these trailers to be patient the first time. Just to watch it, absorb it, get some some first impressions. Because I know I'm just going to go pause play, mm-hmm. pause play, pause play. <laughs> yeah. Like, watch every little instant, ask a bunch of questions. So. So the shot that is that such we, a, Sorry, go ahead, Zach. I was just going to say that is such a... I don't know if it's like that for every TV series, you know? You know, probably not. That is such a that <laughs> is such a fascinating thing that we all do, that we can all be like, oh, yeah, we mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. I'm sure and I'm fear, sure those but... of you listening have probably done it, too. It's like, Some wow. of those images literally are less than a second, less than a second long. So it's, it's really yeah. hard to see them and absorb them very well. Sorry. That's okay. Hannah lives down the street from the White House. <laughs> <laughs> she really There's does. There's something happening on down there. Um, (laughs) so as you can see from the image we have here the shot on this ridge with the undead it looks like undead pouring down the mountain oh Oh, yeah john and and you can see in motion that they're fighting there's definitely fighting but john has stopped he's stopped fighting and i think it's because he sees rescue has come if you look closely at his feet there's clearly uh an undead creature climbing because you can see a spine you can see a rib cage but you also see a bunch of weapons and at no point in the show have the white have the whites the zombies wielded weapons they always kill with their hands so i think that what we're seeing is these companions surrounded by undead rescued at the last minute so it's possible that that rider we saw was going off to get help although rescued might be an overstatement there's a <laughs> lot in the background of bad yeah, guys it might just be guys <laughs> joining the fray yeah <laughs> You guys don't remember the whites or the, you know, like the the bony guys carrying like little hatchets and stuff at hard home and they were hacking the wall down. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty Ooh. sure they had weapons when they were fighting Hodor outside of the tree in season four because he was parrying them. When Brand okay, yeah, maybe him. I'm remembering wrong then. Okay, that's a good call. I might be remembering. At, at you know first what? they didn't. I'm remembering. No, you're right, because at first they didn't. I think I might also be par- uh, channeling the books because I'm almost positive they don't use weapons. In yeah, the books either. it's hard. I don't <laughs> think that they do either. But and no and, book and early in the show, I know that you're in the middle of a rewatch in the early parts of it. The like the first white that that John was face down with at Castle Black, he was just a normal kind of book cannon, yeah. you know, handy white. Well, in that case, that just throws a little more confusion here. So I could be wrong. The thing is, even so, maybe these whites are using weapons. One of them has a full spear there, which is like that's a really clumsy weapon for a white to be using. Right. So that's it's like summer using bows and arrows now. It's like, when does it end? Yeah. So (laughs) I guess we just don't know what's happening there, but it's a really cool shot. We know that Barrack is there. We we can probably guess that some of the other companions that we that we've got shots of in the north are still there, unless they've already died by this point. But Maybe when crossed. they use weapons is dependent on their nature before they became undead. Oh, right? yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's just like random wildlings that were killed or died. As opposed to warriors, you know, who were killed yeah. in battle, maybe they're going to come back with their weapons from battle. Mm-hmm. Or other brothers, rangers, stuff like right, that. Yeah. Dude, this this screenshot, this scene is going to be mind-blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beric Dondarrion, Jon Snow and company. Yes. On a ridge, <laughs> surrounded by those things. <laughs> Can't wait. Now, 
what we might be seeing is, speaking of help coming, what we see in this next shot is a raven flying over what looks like a battle. Yeah. You can see a bunch of bodies, figure, figures fighting down there, and it looks like it's still in the north. Now, take a close look at this raven's eye. Mm-hmm. Now, look at the next image, which will be up shortly. Notice the eye has changed color. It has turned either a white or a blue. Now, if it's a white, meaning the color white, <laughs> then I believe we're seeing Bran taking over these ravens. But if it's blue, which I, it's hard to tell from the trailer, it looks kind mm-hmm. of bluish, then it could be Night King taking the ravens over from Bran or taking them over, period. <laughs> and it's it, the worst. Yeah. Maybe could both or go back and forth. They definitely, from this moment in a trailer, go back and forth these images of Bran and Bran's eyes and them whiting over and then back to the Night's King. They definitely seem to be drawing this parallel with the series of images here mm-hmm. to these characters. Yeah, it made the me The timing think about... of this image is right when, right after this brand, the, the image that we showed before, Brandon's wheelchair. This follows him and he yeah. looks down. So yeah, I wonder <laughs> if that's connected or just editing. Yeah. Yeah, I, it feels like they're telling us that this is all connected. Like he's, Sue, Sue's theory is that he's seeing, the Night King is seeing Bran warging into the uh, Sue from Watchers. Uh. Uh, the Night King is warging into or not the Night's King, but that Bran is working into the Raven to look around and that possibly the Night's King spotted him. That's uh, what I was which thinking. Which makes sense that because they're so connected. We know they have a connection after after Marking, the Night's King yeah. Yeah, touched yeah. Bran. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he can feel some sort of, if they have some connection that we don't quite understand yet where he notices Bran kind of trying to take a yeah. lay of the land. So depending he on can, if it's Bran or if it's somebody else working into the Raven, I think that... That was probably one of my biggest moments when I finally slowed down the trailer of aha or of what does this mean or what are you talking about? And so I'm excited to kind of see that play out. Or it's a total misdirection and it's infantry and they're going to kill us all. (laughs) (laughs) Just it's like foot soldiers are bad, but aerial attack from birds. I can't imagine that. It happened in The Hobbit. (laughs) <laughs> it's true it did happen in the hobbit those were even worse yeah i think oh, the nice gosh. king can detect a disturbance in the force for sure. <laughs> and like using his powers is kind of like i don't know luke being near vader you know i think that yeah. they're trying to communicate that with the way they edited the trailer it, it, it may not even be clever editing because what we're seeing is we see those ravens and then we see night king look up we see a shot, mm-hmm. and that's what we have on the screen now. And this is after he's turned his head to look up. So it definitely all this theory really fits with what's presented in the trailer. Even if in the show, these scenes aren't necessarily directly connected; they're not occurring one after another. They might be spread out over episodes. I still think they're choosing to show it this way in the trailer because it's the connection that is there in the series. Right? I agree. Yes. Now let's look at. Um, we have a lot of fight scenes. What you're saying here is is important because we have so many different fight scenes in, uh, beyond the north or beyond the wall, and it's pretty hard to put them in an order. Like, what order did these come in? It isn't necessarily important, but here's a good example right here. We have John fighting another other Walker, rather with a. <laughs> I am with my book crossover again, fighting a Walker with a really cool looking two handed ice sword, kind of like the one he fought at Hard Home, but uh, but certainly different. And that is pretty cool, but it's to be expected. I suppose there probably aren't any surprises in this shot. Oh, look, John's fighting another White Walker. I don't, I mean, no one's surprised. <laughs> and they're done that. It's scary. <laughs> it's, it's like, don't miss your parry, John, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, this one's not going to be okay if you do. <laughs> and another shot here we have John looks like 
this one's a little harder to unpack. It looks like he's just struck down someone with a weapon, meaning someone wielding a weapon. It looks like a, a living being. It does not look like uh, a white, a zombie of any kind. But and especially because there's just people standing there that are just kind of watching. And there's a f and there's flames burning in the distance behind them all. So it's clear that this is after a battle has happened. There's fire already there. So I'm not. It's really I, I have a real hard time figuring out what's going on there. It almost seems like a ceremony of sorts, mm, right? Okay. Maybe it's before a battle or not a battle at all. Maybe wow. it's some sort of challenge has been thrown down. Or... Yeah, maybe the maybe a wilding chief is challenging John, and that's what the other wildings are just watching in the in the distance there. I really that's this image I think is one of the one the ones ah, it's probably the one that's made me think the most or up to up in the top three anyway because it's really confusing and I think what I despite what I just said about the order of these being kind of hard to figure I think this is one of the later ones mm -hmm. but we shall see any other thoughts on this image I was hoping you would it's help crazy. us with it <laughs> <laughs> all I did was explain how confusing it yeah. is <laughs> So, okay, well, let's, uh, if, if, let me see what kind of beyond the wall questions we have here, and then we'll move on to another location. I've got a couple here. Let's see. Let's talk about Arya for a second. We, there is an image of Arya in the trailer. We didn't bother to pull the image because it's very basic. It's just her sitting atop a horse and you can't even see what's behind her. Cause she looks like she's, it's just like open sky behind mm -hmm. her. And you can tell that she's well you know, well bundled up and she's got a sword or some kind of sword and it looks like needle, I guess. But the question here is from Urias Tosh or Urias Tosh. Apologize if I don't have your name pronounced properly. How will the Starks react to new cold as ice Aria? And how will she react to soft emotions again? That's a good question. Well, so where do you think she's going to get soft emotions from Sansa? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they're going to react to her reactions. Be, maybe they're going to react to her by being like, you're with, I see you're with us now. <laughs> <laughs> no crying? No hugging? <laughs> Her tears are frozen solid. Yeah. <laughs> no crying in the north. Yeah. It's just a good way to scratch your eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that you. everyone else is going to be crying. Everyone listening to this or something, you're going to feel some kind of emotion when Sansa and Arya finally see each other. Yeah, We've been waiting as long as they have. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So it looks like so, we also had a fun. question from Tracy McMillan here. It looks like we kind of answered this already. It looks like she says, it looks like Bran has control of the Ravens. Do you think this is the case or is it just the way it is edited? I think that is the case, although like we said, it is possible that it's the Night King and Bran are kind of fighting over it. Mm -hmm. Or like we said, maybe it's him catching, he's detected this disturbance in the force, so to speak. And the second part of this question is that, could it be that she has learned details of Littlefinger betraying Ned? That's the piece that we haven't discussed yet. The next part of the question is, has she ordered him executed? And, well, this would be why she might order him to be executed, because she's figured out that Littlefinger was the betrayer of her father, and he's why, you know, mm -hmm. that's why he was executed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Bran might be the one that could tell her that. I'm not really... Oh, yeah. Do you guys yeah. have another way for her to find that out? Yeah, I was just thinking, I can't think of how she would know until you said Bran, like, oh, that's a way. That's one way she could find out. Unless yeah. Littlefinger yeah. accidentally slips, which, you know, I think that's less likely. <laughs> <laughs> Seems unlikely. It's hard to slip when you're peering yeah. around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Arya would know either. Here's mm -hmm. another thing. Arya's another person that would, you know, I don't think she knows either. Yeah. Here's another thing, though, about Littlefinger's uh, plot line is we've speculated that he's going to tell John who his real parents are. Yes. And would that, I don't see how that would get him killed. I wonder if it might keep him from being killed. 
Like, let's say there was some sort of heat on him, even if it wasn't as serious as Bram revealing that he was behind Ned's betrayal. There still might be heat on him because people are suspicious that he's plotting Sansa against John, or that he stuck Sansa with Ramsay, different things like that. Still might bring heat on Littlefinger. I wonder if he might divert that by saying, oh, John, you know, you should really be my best friend because I'm the person that can prove who your parents really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be really neat. I mean, I don't see why Littlefinger wouldn't buddy up with John, but I know that he would do it in the vicinity of Sansa, if that makes any sense. Also, I wonder if John will even accept this information. Like, realizing that's not his dad, mm-hmm. he might not accept it, even if it's true or even if it's positive. It in, might be. In the first trailer, there's that scene of him slamming Littlefinger against the wall yeah. in the crypt. That's the speculation <laughs> so, of what that okay. moment is. That's a very safe guess that some he's been told oh, yeah. something that is displeasing yeah. <laughs> or something that, he, or, or he's been insulted or something, you know. But that it could be both, too, because he might be insulted by being told that Ned Stark's not his father. That's. I think that's so. going to be difficult. And I don't think that he's that would, probably sorry. You go ahead. No, you please I was go say, ahead. I, if he is going to react in that negative way, I don't think that that's going to help his case of whatever else yeah. might be going on. <laughs> Good point. I was just going to say, he's probably saying something along the lines of he's probably speaking in riddles about Liana, like in front of her tomb. And John probably couldn't handle it. Yeah. You know it what I mean? me, Littlefinger might not be so direct. He might not be. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, John, hey, John. your old parents are yeah. Rhaegar. Yeah. yeah, he might the plant some seeds. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be smarmy with it. No he matter he what. might plant some <laughs> seeds and let John come to his own realization. Oh. And John might be upset at first by the implication that Littlefinger is making. But as he pieces it together, might realize his true destiny. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if the reason he got mad was like, are you suggesting that my my aunt slept with my father? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Only crackpot theorists come up and suggest that Ned slept with Liana. That's not what it was. He's like, I wasn't saying that, dude. Come on. That's, you were saying that my parents are like Targaryens. No, I'm saying that your parents, are one of them Targaryens. was a Targaryen, but not like them. <laughs> not that way. Not in behavior, but in actual blood. Okay. It's a lot of information. Yeah, it's a lot of information. <laughs> so here's another good question from Thomas Pappas. John, regarding John being north of the wall with maybe 12 companions, are they heading north of the wall in search of the children? In general, the question is, what are they doing? Why did they go beyond the wall? And my first guess is maybe that because we've seen that there's possibly more living wildlings beyond the wall, that they're going to bring these guys south and to add them to their army to fight the walkers yeah, especially because the alternative is that they get killed and become part of the army. So it's either they're right. allies or enemies. So there's no in between. Maybe it's some information That's that Bran brings. Maybe Bran shows up, mm. says, "Hey, oh, at yeah. this location, you know, Bran may even go through some encampment or etc." Yeah, he may use his Raven scouting abilities to go find yeah more, you know, places where human beings still exist beyond the wall and need to be brought in. That would be that would be really interesting. Uh, I wonder. But why did he take those guys with him? And why are they with him? Yeah, I and, wonder about that. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe why he didn't did it happen it? Maybe, sooner? <laughs> maybe John ran off on his own with a horse, and a team decides to follow after, and then they all get trapped. Uh, maybe that's another idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> maybe he found out his true parentage, and he decided to piece the heck out of there. And everybody he joined chased, the Brotherhood yeah. without banners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone chased as we can. There was a tree beyond the, the wall us. where they went to take their oath, right? Yes. Maybe John does go out to that tree to find answers. You know, and they're and, like, "Whoa, they're right here, so close to the wall already!" And that's when things <laughs> go wrong. Yeah, they may not intend to go really deep beyond the wall and just, oh, hell, they're right here. On the other hand, though, one of those shots, there's a 
they're clearly near a mountain. There's there's undead coming down a mountain. Yeah. And I don't think there's mountains that close to the wall. Yeah. I don't. I mean, certainly, we don't want to use book canon, but that's definitely the case in the books now. We we're not show geography does vary sometimes. So. Maybe at the edges know. of the wall, but that's still not where he would have gone to that tree. Yeah, that tree definitely doesn't have mountains nearby, yeah. as far as we know. So definitely right. as far as we know. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's another question from Angel de Kagama. What is your prediction for the role Bran will play in season seven? I think we've already outlined several possibilities. First, scouting beyond the wall, maybe using ravens to help a battle, maybe, but... Maybe revealing Littlefinger's nature. Yeah, and other secrets. Uh, Bran is the guy that, he's the vehicle that can reveal things that are hard to reveal yeah. because he has these powers. I just hope you know, that it's uh, helpful, helpful, and not him causing problems or creating more issues than necessary. Because I think that there's so he has so much to learn based off of, I mean, everything that's happened to him in the last little while. And so I just hope that his force and powers are used for good or for good, yeah. and not something that's going to be detrimental to anybody else. You know, I just feel worried. Yeah. a little bit <laughs> you already got hodor killed uh, yeah. yeah you know like i have a i i'm don't still forget doing that, oh, so. yeah i think mira is at least set pretty safe she deserves it okay another related question a lot of people asking questions about these battles beyond the wall and about the knight's king and bran and maybe what's going on with his warging and now here's a, a question that extends from all that if true if that's what we're seeing meaning if we're seeing the Night's King and the war battle, like a like t who's controlling this animal? If true, do you think the question is if true? Do you think it might be foreshadowing for a future war duel over a dragon? Please, wait, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, never mind. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it'd be cool to see, but I don't want that to happen. It seems possible, but I don't know. It seems maybe a bit too high magic, and it'd be kind of hard to portray it on screen. Yeah, I think well, we've always said that we want brand a work into a, a dragon right and the three-eyed raven or at least the the og one said you will fly so i mean i guess he flies in the trailer if he's working into the raven though i think if <laughs> so. it does happen it won't happen till next season that's what i think i would agree with that yeah i, yeah. I could be wrong but i'm sort of assuming a lot of these more actiony moments are going to be more toward the end right they're going to be climaxes that have been built up to mm -hmm. and they, at the end of the season it's not like it's all done right yeah i think we'll see throughout the course of this season a battle being set up by Rand coming in john going out whatever right and towards the end we'll have these big action moments with with zombies north of the wall and on the flip side we'll have Battles being set up by Danny showing up with her armies and navies, and it'll probably build up towards the end. The actual battles themselves will be towards the end. So that'll leave mm. next season for Danny to move north and join the fight against the White Walkers. And that's where we might see Bran and the Night's King battling over warding control. That makes a lot of sense. We certainly have seen no indication from the trailers of Walkers on the other side of the wall or with the wall being gone, or Danny having anything to do with the north, besides yeah. maybe meeting with some representatives from the north. But as far as being there, no hint of that, at least as far as visuals, trailers, anyway. Uh, okay, so we got a note here that I'm a little loud. We're going to work on that. There's these live, new live stream software. We're, we're adjusting to these processes. So apologize for that, for our technical uh, comings and goings during these episodes. But we will uh, get it all sorted out. And during the season, we'll be even smoother. All right, let's... I think you sound great. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fantastic. You too, Sean. Someone Hannah, telling me I'm too, too loud is... 
that's you know that happens every day (laughs) (laughs) okay so i think that covers our we've gone about 40 minutes already ish so that we've discussed all um, pretty much all this northern stuff so let's move southward let us go to let's say king's landing we've got another image coming up here this is interesting at first glance Maybe it's not a lot going on here, but if you look closely, there's more to see here. What we have is an image of soldiers being cheered on as they pass through the streets. It's almost certainly King's Landing. Not not 100%, but very likely, because those look like City Watch out. So mm-hmm. That is the, that is the, the, the garb yeah. of the, the City Watch. So very likely to be King's Landing. But notice that there are still Lannister banisters. Lannister banisters. Lannister oh, banisters the best, visible. The best things to slide down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're golden banisters. They're golden. <laughs> <laughs> they might scratch you, though, with those claws. Oh, yeah. And they're also very, they kind of fall apart because they're gold. They just kind of you slide down. And get <laughs> Lannisters have the best banisters. <laughs> they do. So, they really do. So what this indicates, if they're cheering the city watch, and maybe they've repelled an attack, or maybe there's people behind them that we can't see, because it does look like some of these people in the crowd are looking past these city watch. But the fact that the Lannister banners are still up indicates that this is not like some Danny's the Victorious taking over King's Landing. This is something else happening because the banners would be the first thing that get pulled down. Right. There are so many ways to potentially interpret this. For one, I wonder, let's say that some assault, maybe then Soul Leader coming in and the, the local forces fight them off. Would the people cheer that on? Like, it seems like the people are on the edge of revolt, right? It's not like they're yeah. so happy that their queen has been defended. It's right. more like they might join in an attack. So maybe it is that what we see in the front are these uh, guards of the city, uh, the city watch. Um, but what we don't see is that they're being pushed back and pinned down by a force of unsullied. And that's who's being really cheered. It's interesting that the... That's a good point about how unpopular Cersei is probably going to be because she did all her, you know, she's not doesn't exactly have a great reputation and she's seizing the throne by just by power without any direct right to it. And she has no heir. So that is already like, well, you're just setting up for a regime of, of trouble, of chaos, because what happens after you? On the other hand. Danny's army is almost entirely composed of foreigners Mm -hmm. of, of unsullied may not seem so, Oh, unsullied, but the Dothraki are going to inspire some serious xenophobia from That's a true. lot of the Kingslanders and Westeros people in general. So I think that they might cheer pushing away a foreign army. Yeah, I maybe think so. it's not even a big conflict like we're supposing. Maybe it's just a speech that Jamie just gave, rallying mm. the people to Cersei's side. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be it. That's just possible. Yeah, you, had, you had a thought there? No, I was just going to agree with you. <laughs> I definitely think it's a celebration of, of some point. I don't. I think that um, that's a win for the Lannisters in this shot, whatever that means, um, mm-hmm. is the impression that I got. Now, in the next shot, which is maybe related to all this, we have another very, something very sneaky in this shot. This, when you see this image in on the trailer, it looks like Jamie's just walking along the battlements to the Red Keep. You can see the, the, the bay, the narrow sea out there. It looks really beautiful. But at his feet, he passes a dead body, and it's not a soldier. You can see this at his feet right there. There's a body lying there, not in armor. It looks like some courtly person. Don't recognize them at all. Can't even tell if it's a man or woman. I think it's a man. But any thoughts on that? That's real. This is another shot that's a bit confusing to me. Well, you can imagine if there is some force 
that breaks into King's Landing. Like maybe not this all out siege of thousands of soldiers outside of the, the Red Keep, but 30 guys sneak in a secret passage and go up a stairwell and through <laughs> a corridor and see Cersei kidnap or murder and mm. jamie's following up on this maybe that's a, a thing that's happening here maybe they attempt to get to cersei but don't get there maybe they release some other prisoner uh, you can imagine some sort of secret mission into there that jamie's tracking down and would have left a, a a bystander dead on the on the stairwell you know that makes sense yeah that would be cool that's a cool I saw thing somewhere again we all read so many comments everywhere, and Thanks. I'm pretty sure this is somewhere on Watchers that somebody speculated and zoomed in that that was a Tyrell, but I don't know Ooh. what that. I don't necessarily know what that would mean, or not many of those left. Yeah, that's what I. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. But um, well, I thought it was sense. interesting, yeah. and you know, that doesn't answer any questions. But um, I thought it was Worth interesting. considering for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, another thought on the the prior scene with the cheering crowd it just occurred to me is it. Maybe that's the arrival of Euron. In fact, maybe that that's is been our announced an alliance. We have this fleet coming, so that's another thing that might piece together well, right? Certainly. It looks like we've got Euron. We've got a shot of Euron later, but we've got this huge Greyjoy fleet. You see it approaching, mm-hmm. and it's just really massive. It looks like the thousand ships. He did it. He got his thousand ships or however many he wanted to build. It looks like way. it happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. somehow, exactly. Somehow, some way. You know. Maybe they did it. They were talking about building ships, but once they have a few, they can go out and capture more (laughs) and just like build that way, keep building them, but also just take more. So there's always that. So that's a good theory. I like that the idea that maybe that's that it's some new ally has arrived because this does not look like a fleet that's approaching to attack, you know? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I don't want to get too much into book stuff because I know we're not supposed to do that today, but the repurposing of Euron for that. I mean, I, I can't really think of any other thing that he would do. Yeah. And in fact, and there are certainly other shots that we're going to get to here very shortly that that indicate that Euron is fighting people who are allies of Danny. So it certainly makes sense that, you know, uh, your enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend and Danny is an enemy of Cersei and Danny is an enemy of Euron. So the two of them teaming up makes all kinds of sense, especially since the enemies of Euron have teamed up with Danny too, Theon and Asha. Mm-hmm. who uh, we have a shot of them coming up here in a minute. Um, it, you, we have Asha and Theon Yara. I'm sorry. I, Theon <laughs> and I, that book canon sneaking in there again. Theon and Yara looking up at what appears to be flaming balls of fire coming down, because that's what we see the very next second in the trailer as their ship or a ship near them is hit by flaming balls it's not it's balls. clearly not dragon fire i would say i think pr- almost clearly not dragon fire it looks like flaming catapult shots trebuchets explosions similar ship to ship action that we see in the first trailer and so it looks like theon and yara are going to be fighting their their own people jerry lee lewis song great balls of fire <laughs> yes, how awesome was. would that be the <laughs> the music for that scene <laughs> or at least in the credits that would they'd pull yeah. that kind of move something bad happened <laughs> Now, here in this next shot, you can see the most berserk face. There is a contender for another berserk face that, that sells in this trailer, but this is, it's hard to be more berserk looking than this. And he's hes axing someone a deadly question here. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a whole lot to unpack here. It's just a cool looking image of that poor man about to be chopped down by Euron. Any thoughts on this Euron plot and well, Euron Theon? One thing I want to ask about that image. Physically, where do you think they are? 
They're on, I think, ship to ship. Yeah. Right. On a ship. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's there's what I was there's like some of the other images show like cr- uh, men crossing from one ship to another, things like that. I so, thought it might borders. be possible to confuse that the way that the Iron Islands are all these towers with rope bridges between them and water. I thought that it, too in the first they trailer. They could be yeah. fighting on one of those structures and not a ship. But it's, it's absolutely possible. All the fire everywhere makes me think of ship to ship battles too, because like Pike being on fire. That doesn't really work because it's yeah. stone, you know. <laughs> if it's if it's, I mean, unless it's with, a dragon sitting in each other, it's probably out. Yeah, it's probably out in the narrow sea, you know. <laughs> yeah. If they're if they're coming back from Danny and then mm. Euron's seeing Cersei, they're probably that's probably a late in the season thing. Ooh, yeah. If if they push forward to King's Landing, you know what I mean? Because I doubt that they would. Maybe they do. Maybe they get inside of King's Landing like mid season or, you know, these trailers usually show footage from the first couple episodes in the season but i i don't know if the first couple episodes has jamie riding through a field of fire you know like that, <laughs> we only have a couple episodes though, you know so it's true three that's episodes true. is almost I, I, halfway through the season yeah <laughs> yeah that's true i know so it's it's i guess it's i don't know if it'll follow the same pattern than it has before then because the subject material looks to be a lot different than what they normally do for the show mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah or at least the stuff that they're showing us, it's a lot less of the normal stuff and then a lot more dragons flying around Dragonstone. So it's a really tough call. I don't I don't know, honestly. I think that if they're fighting to the death, then it's going to be a shame to lose any of those Greyjoy characters because even the bad ones are really cool. That's true. So I hope that it doesn't end there. You know what I mean? I hope that they didn't set all of that up just for how do we get into King's Landing. But we'll see. Here's a live not question. Well, it's kind of a question. It's from Izem. Can you tell the guy on the left I really like his beard? Yes. Tell me. They tell really me. like your beard. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, this is interesting. I'm realizing here where a lot of fan interest is at the moment. So far, looking at the live questions we have, almost all of them are based on the North and about beards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are some questions about some of the scenes that are coming later. And here's a question from Thomas Pappas, which relates to this current topic of, of King's Landing and the Ironborn. Also based on this trailer, is there any chance Asha slash Yara and Theon are on their way to attack King's Landing when Euron and his fleet set upon them? So like they're intercepting an attack fleet, which is very interesting. And here's a related question based on things we've already talked about. Could this mean the shot of the gold cloaks and crowd? The gold cloaks is what they're called in the books. It's the City Watch, same thing. Giving a warm reception mean this is Euron who we see with his fleet approaching King's Landing. So I think yes, we've I think we're pretty sure that is Euron who we see approaching with the fleet. The idea that they've maybe defeated this attack by Theon and Yara is what, what they're celebrating is an alternative but similar concept mm-hmm. to what we've seen. Because I think the King's Landers would cheer driving off an Ironborn attack too. They're not foreigners, but they're you know a little bit different than the mainlanders, right? They're a, they're kind of a people a culture apart from the rest of what they're not as apart as the Dothraki. But, you know, they got their own God, they got their own things, they're, you and know. And their rebellion's only a generation away, you know, there's still might be a true. bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Very true. <clears throat> yep. Okay, so let us see. You guys have any more thoughts on this particular plot, or shall we move on? I think I'm good. Excellent. Let's go to Dragonstone, then. Let's do that. We've got... Heck yeah. A shot that is sure to disappoint Stannis fans. <laughs> we have Danny and Tyr- Tyrion entering a room shortly after we see Danny pulling down the fiery heart banner. Mm-hmm. Very symbolic. Yeah, Tyrion's just in case we're not taking... sure where we stand. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of eye candy shots. We didn't pull some of these. They're not very telling. They're just cool. The dragon shot. A lot of dragon action in this trailer. It's flying out over the bay. We have Tyrion kind of watching them soar. 
Any predictions on Tyrion and dragons here? Any thoughts on that? Please. Yeah, please. Yeah, let's do it, right? <laughs> I, I just rewatched that episode from season six, and he had some cojones. <laughs> he had some salt. He pulled out those locks very easily, and uh, the dragons seemed to like him. So I love just the concept of seeing the scene in, in completion and hearing the music that like was scored for it. If you're standing outside of Dragonstone and seeing those dragons flip around him, it's like that's worth the whole wait for the new season. That's such a cool thing. I agree. I agree. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible has the best audiobook performances and unmatched selection of the most exclusive content. And I'm excited because we get to recommend another book series to you guys. And this is the perfect time to tell you to check out the Cormoran Strike series, which is written by J.K. Rowling under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith. Hannah and I both love this series so much. There are three books out in the series already, and they're quick and easy if you need a break from A Song of Ice and Fire. Not that you would, but if you do, the narrator Robert <laughs> Glenister is amazing, and the quality on Audible is unmatched, and it's a very convenient app to use if you're going through an entire series, and those books are like Hannah said, easy, but they're not exactly short. So you will definitely have a good time with them. If you were listening to the Corman Strike series on Audible, you'd experience things like the hair raising on the back of your neck or goosebumps, because with an Audible mystery performance so powerful, you can feel the suspense anywhere. Start a 30-day trial and your first Audible book is free. Learn more at audible.com slash owns. That's audible.com slash O-W-N-S. This episode is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so central we can't mention it on the podcast. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, they're not kidding. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type GAME for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code GAME at adamandeve.com. That's G-A-M-E at adamandeve.com. This episode of Game of Owns is brought to you by Blue Apron. Springtime is a great time to hit the reset button and retackle personal goals like getting fit, cleaning, and cooking. Luckily, Blue Apron makes incredible home cooking easy and accessible by delivering seasonal recipes with step-by-step instructions and pre-portioned ingredients right to your door, all for less than $10 per meal. You can even customize your recipes based on your preferences and select a delivery option that's right for you. Plus, there's no weekly commitment. So you only get deliveries when you want them. Some of the meals available in June include warm smoked trout and asparagus salad with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons, spiced zucchini enchiladas with creamy lime and tomato rice. Enchiladas are a good idea. We also have elote style vegetable tostadas with summer squash, poblano peppers and cilantro rice to look forward to and peach honey glazed chicken with mashed sweet potatoes, collard greens and Thai basil. We can't recommend Blue Apron enough. I know from personal experience, it makes cooking at home way more convenient. You need to check out the quality of their ingredients. And if you'd like, 
you can get a free week of Blue Apron on us. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash owns. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash O-W-N-S. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. It does seem like something that's been set up for Tyrion to be a dragon rider, right? Like from the, the seat that he had made for Bran way back to his interaction with the dragons, just walking down and talking, touching, freeing them, you know. His knowledge of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just that, Mm -hmm. but if you think, if you try to figure out who is a dragon rider, there just really aren't a lot of candidates. (laughs) You you narrow it down to just a few. And so it's like, well, there's just very few options. So that even more makes it even more likely that Tyrion is one of them because, I mean, heck, there's probably only like three or four total candidates, right? So he's looking at it that way he's almost 50 50 even even without any other detail or evidence <laughs> if he is a dragon rider do we think we get it this season Ooh. do we think we get to see a Tyrion this season i, I don't a dragon? think so maybe if we do i think it'll be like a a, a closing moment something that to get fired up about the last the last episode is what mm-hmm. i kind of think now, i did have a, a thought though oh, about ahead. dragons in general something i was wondering when the targaryens came originally yeah where did the Dragons live. Dragonstone is has, has active volcanoes, so right. it was a very mm-hmm. good spot for them. And very, they they like that. It's very similar to Valyria, which is they love yeah, it there. Right? The similar terrain. Now they, what did they eat? Did they fish animals. from yeah. the sea? Absolutely, right? sheep, fish, just any animals they can catch. Different dragons have different like different food, right? But I'm kind of wondering what I'm leading up to here, though. Is so far, Danny hasn't managed that very well. Right, mm. it's the her dragons have been killing children, the, yeah. the cattle mm-hmm. of the, the farmers and you know, children, innocent people. Right, was that an issue for the Targaryens? But no one could do anything about it. Or did the Targaryens know how to manage that better to provide them with proper food and hunting grounds? Will Danny be able to do that now? Let's say she gets there with the dragons, and maybe Tyrion or someone knows. Hey, you need to leave him here at Dragonstone. Otherwise, they're just going to randomly destroy the land that you're trying to rule. I wonder if that might even be a way to take them out of the equation. Or to no, take... I think you're right. I think it's mm-hmm. both a way to make it harder for her to control them. Because if she just has these dragons that are under her control, like what is going to stop her from right. doing anything? A lot of anything? the battles are just going to be too lopsided. There's yeah. not a lot of suspense for us wondering who's going to win. She would just, yeah, she would just roll over everyone. And I agree with you. That's not, and, and the dragons are almost a parallel to the, to some of the other things that she's got going on. The dragons are going to be hard to control, but so are the Dothraki, for example, they are really yeah. not just going to fall in line. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. But I think that they're just a very different culture. Culture shock is not unlikely to happen. You might have people, you know, infighting just because they're, you know, there's some xenophobia or just flat out, you know, racism, whatever you want to call the, the proper word for that setting. It's been sort of a common theme throughout that Danny has this ambition and this drive and commands a lot of respect but also doesn't have a lot of experience. Yeah. And sometimes things that she didn't quite account for end up, you know, hurting her cause. Mm-hmm. And I can see that continuing here with the dragons that on one hand are her great ally and, and wild, or not wild card, but trump card. But maybe I they're think a they're wild both. card yeah. too. I right? think they're both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so additionally, <clears throat> the reality of the Dothraki, even if, the people as a whole are won over by Danny, and the leaders are in line with her and her plans. Every single one of these thousands and thousands of soldiers, remember the trouble she had with Khal Drogo 
when he's like, all right, I'll help you win your throne. Let's go raid and pillage. And she's <laughs> like, oh, wait, you're going to that's you're going to rape women and take slaves. I didn't want you to do all this. You can't do it. And Paul goes like, Ugh. all right, fine, everyone. You can't do it. Everyone didn't be like, OK, fine. We want. No, it was like it. He had caused to, a rift. He, yeah. It pretty much ruined the whole instant board. rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is probably still going to be an issue. Yeah, I think yeah, you're that, right. That's a good call. I think that brings up yeah. some interesting questions that I've just had about Danny's storyline in general, this whole throughout this trailer. And we touched on it briefly about whether or not she's going to go when, if and when she goes north. Um, and I've just been thinking a lot where her focus is going to be this season. And, you know, we bring up these questions about her dragons and this army that she's commanding. And so much of Danny's storyline, as you've been saying, is with this internal struggle between what she should be doing and where she should be going and how she's supposed to control the situation around her. And so I think that seeing her make progress in this season is going to be interesting because it's been so slow moving for her leading up to this point. And then I'm curious to kind of see that once she's here in Dragonstone, what are going to be her next steps and what type of movement are we going to get from her this season? It's another thing too. She just has this idea in her mind that she wants to go back to her home and sit on the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she's been warned by Tyrion and some other people, like, there's more to it than that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can win this battle, but ruling this land's a different thing. I think, kind of hope that'll be a lot of the struggle this next and that's, season. That's exactly what went wrong with Robert, mm-hmm. right? He was yeah, exactly. fantastic. And he that's one of the very early themes of the show. It's like, Ned, we were better people when we had a challenge. Yeah. We had something to do, a purpose. And now... Look at us. Well, Ned, Rob, Ned should be like, look at you, man. I'm doing fine. But (laughs) (laughs) but really, the point still remains that it was, you know, it was Robert was a warrior, not a king. Mm -hmm. Danny is not a warrior, but she has not learned how to be a queen yet. She is getting there. You know, she's learned a lot of things. She's come a long way. But like Tyrion says, you don't, you know, she may as well be Jon Snow. She has this warrior mentality as much as she has uh, a lordly mentality. Yeah, Yeah, and she does that. And she does. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's a good point. And she has the she wants to learn. She has she has some humility in terms of that. She knows she she's kind of knows she knows nothing. It is a thing. Yeah, (laughs) it is a thing I try to keep in mind sometimes. Like, what are you doing? How could she think? What was that stupid thing? Well, she's like 19. Yeah, not even. Yeah, yeah, like uh, how much am I expecting of her in the first place? It's it's. But that said, it's all the more reason for her to take counsel. Mm-hmm. From and Tyrion. even if there might be a good reason why she's making mistakes, it doesn't make the mistakes okay. It's still going to have negative repercussions. And so... Now, the majority of the Danny shots are at Dragonstone. There's a few elsewhere, but they're, I believe all of them are on when she's on Dragonback. We'll get to those in a bit. And this one here that we have on screen is... It looks, at first glance, like another shot of Dragonstone. You see a lot of these, like, rowboats coming up, but... What we've seen here, you see a man kneeling. He has just dropped to his knees and he is staggered towards the water. It does not, the background doesn't look the same as the dragon, Dragonstone shots either. I think this is the Iron Islands and I think that might be Theon. I agree with Theon. I didn't think as much or piece together where they might be. But if it is Theon, it makes as much sense as for it to be the Iron Islands as most anywhere. If it is, if that is the case, we're, this might be a very late in season shot. Yeah. Any, no, any other thoughts from you guys? No, I had think? a lot of questions about I, I had thought that that could be Theon as well, just from the way he falls. Um, but yeah, in terms of location, I've got no idea. You can't it's who, tough to who tell. Who is everyone hoping it is? Let's say it's not Theon. Who who are you hoping it is? <laughs> Anyone? Um, I don't have another. Does it start oh, with a G? Gendry, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say Gendry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get hype for Gendry. Bring Gendry could Gendry, what was it? Uh Donald Noy forged uh, Robert's Warhammer. Um, that's a smith who was cut out of the show. He worked at the at the um, 
at the wall. Maybe we could have uh, Gendry forge something for for John or, or Danny John. or someone <laughs> or Sam <laughs> or Sam. Yeah, Sam, a big old suit well, of armor. Two of those people you mentioned already have Valyrian steel swords. <laughs> True. Yeah, Sam. You can never have too many. <laughs> it's like make John a, a shield, or you can make Danny a sword. Speaking of John making John a shield, I like. We don't have a shot of it, but one of the shots is of John and Davos, and John has his nice direwolf engraved armor that you can see his breastplate. Looks really nice. Oh, that's cool. He's, he's taking on his Stark persona instead of being a brother of the Night's Watch, which makes allows him to wear more bling or a Targaryen. Hey. <laughs> so the other really major set of scenes not all of them but the majority of what's left in this trailer is focused around what appears to be what we'll call the field of fire the field of fire was a historical event in the conquest egg on the conqueror basically what he did was he worked on he he gathered his army it was much much smaller than the combined forces of the reach and the Lannisters, or the the West and the Reach, and two kings participated. Both both of the kings of the of the Reach and the Rock. And what Aegon did was he burned the the brush. He had his dragons light the brush around the battlefield so that it would both put a lot of smoke out and create walls of fire that would you know make cavalry maneuvers more difficult. And it seems that we're getting a replay of this. Uh, because a lot of these exact same elements are there. Not necessarily a king of the rock and a king of the of the uh, reach, but we do have Jamie leading the army. Do we have that image up on the screen, by the way? Oh, yeah, we have this image here. We have um, Lannisters bracing for a charge, and it looks like uh, Dothraki coming into field. And you can see the firewall that I'm yeah. talking about. What you're background. describing now is that field of fire when i you know the first watch through when this image it barely lasts a second i saw i thought that was barrack's sword it's <laughs> like this what's battle. he doing down there <laughs> yeah barrack is everywhere Maybe i still kind of wish that's what it was <laughs> you can believe whatever you want there's no wrong answers <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of the other action shots that we have from the scene that we don't have images of that, that, that will jog your memory we have lannister archers directed by jamie then we have a bunch of unsullied being shot down by our arrows mm-hmm. which is probably a connected mm-hmm. thing we have Unsullied in, in rows. We have Lannisters bracing for a charge, but with helmetless men standing behind men that are more fully armored. We have some of these men look kind of young, which might mean like the Lannisters are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with their forces, which would make sense after so much war for so long. We have Dothraki bursting through some wall of fire. and But the really key moment, I think, is this next... Is, oh, sorry, we have another image first. We have Daenerys on her dragon. You can see her very tiny at the top of this dragon uh, above these Dothraki. I think it's really cool. And that reminds me of the Field of Fire, which is also, historically speaking, the only time that Aegon deployed all three of his dragons. Mm -hmm. So if that's what happened, if we have that repeat of history, that means we'll have three dragon riders by then. So I'm kind of guessing maybe we won't. Yeah, that feels like a lot. Whoa. <laughs> three dragon riders by the end of the season yeah, does seem like, like a oh. lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, please. Yeah, that would be amazing. I, I, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's call them up and be like, hey, y'all, if that's not what you did, go ahead and change yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> do a quick little CGI. Wow. I didn't think that I would see Tyrion riding a dragon t- until the promotional footage for season eight, which would be coming out in like 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so... The, this is a exciting prospect. Well, it does take time to tame a dragon, I hear. So an extra does, season yeah. in between or extra year in between makes sense, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We've got another image coming up here. 
that this is actually kind of heartbreaking. I think this image is very sad because it's clearly after the battle has raged on for a while. And Jamie in all these other shots is guiding the action. But in this one, he's charging alone. There's another shot of him with his intense face where he's charging, looking really intense. And he's charging through this hellscape of what was a battle. There's bodies and corpses everywhere. And really, this to me has all the feel yeah. of a... I'm going to go out fighting. I've We've lost, but I'm going to die with a sword in hand and, well, spear in hand and a curse on my lips, which is, a, you know, it's a thing. And so he's like, we've lost, but I'm going to go fight. I'm going to die with honor. I'm going to die gloriously. What do you guys think is that? I hope there's something I missed because I really think that's what's going to happen. But I hope I'm wrong because I don't want Jamie to die. Me neither. Even if you're right. So you guys are. Think of the. Are you guys Jamie fans? Sorry. Who is I'm it? I'm a Foster Wilder fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Jamie fan. I think I'm a Jamie fan. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's a good character. And I would say that John did the same thing, right? He just charged out into this, you know, lone soldier charging into a whole army of arrows mm-hmm. raining down, you know. He made it, <laughs> you know, like true. Uh, he got lucky. That's what the showrunner said. He Jon got super Snow. lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Jon Snow. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie is no Jon Snow. Yeah, I don't know, though. It doesn't look good. I feel really I don't feel good about this scene. Um, I've seen and then you know, I think that one of the thoughts could be that he is if there are dragons there, that he's kind of try, trying some last last ditch effort to um, charge at one or something or there's also uh, questions about if Tyrion is there and if there's some sort of brotherly moment that happens um, in Jamie's Absolutely. last. So, oh, this it's a lot. I can't handle <laughs> I know. That. Let me jump oh in here God. because you guys, you've just touched on some of the live questions we've got. So let me go ahead and read these because mm-hmm. you're, you're you're almost this is almost the exact questions we've got from Lucas Perzek. Is Tyrion going to inadvertently help Jamie become the Dragon Slayer by distracting one of the dragons while Jamie is making his heroic charge in the trailer? Also, question from Jared Barger. In the trailer, is Jamie holding a spear rushing at a dragon? Mm-hmm. You know what? That It does make a lot of sense because what did Jamie do at the Whispering Wood when he realized his, he was going to lose? He's like, well, my one chance is to kill Rob Stark. Exactly. He made a charge at Rob Stark and tried to kill him. He's like, yeah. well, we're going to lose this battle unless I kill Rob Stark. Yeah. So maybe he is trying to make... The problem is, dragons like dragons fly. I know. And... <laughs> It's a lot harder, yeah. to, and then and and Jamie didn't succeed in killing Rob Stark either. <laughs> so. And he had his other hands then. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's worth noting a lot of these questions that we're asking. Uh, the fact that we're even asking him kind of moves past questions that we had been asking about Jamie in the past. Yeah. Is he going to stick with Cersei? Mm. And it seems like if he's fighting these battles on behalf of the Lannisters, he's sticking with Cersei. Yeah, that's a great point. You're right. It is. Yeah. Also, I think there's a there's something that we're all remiss for not mentioning. I guess it's probably because we don't want mm. to face the truth. But if Jamie's riding like this so viscerally without Braun and a place like that, what does that mm. mean for Braun? Yep. Yeah. Good point. Especially because we know, saw that, him that... Early in one of the earlier shots standing beside yeah, him. Yeah, he's Jamie. He's yeah. with Jamie yeah. when he's guiding the archers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. So, damn. So if Bronn dies, we riot. Yeah, that's one of those characters <laughs> yeah. that like, that's one of those that's oh, like, uh, we had him on our list in season five. We thought Bronn was going to die in season five in Dorne. We thought Bronn was not getting out of Dorne alive. So he's already been on borrowed time, it feels like. So, uh, yeah. That's fair. I think he did too. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. fair. But still, it's going to be painful if it happens because Bronn is, Bronn is mm-hmm. hilarious. He's he's a great character that's, you know, I would say he's a good person. Most of these people are not good people yeah his character. No. Bad, like we like i said i like jamie a minute ago but i don't think he's it's like a great great guy he's he's great like yes he's, he's interesting he's compelling right yeah yeah 
Ron is one who I'm going to say doesn't pretend to be on any kind of moral high ground. Right. He's utilitarian. He's, yes. you know, if I have to kill someone, I'll kill someone. If I'm getting paid money to do it, I don't care what the motivation of the payer is as long as I get the money. He's, yeah, many of the characters agree in many ways, and that's part of why I like the show so much. Speaking of characters and struggle, we have a question from Borat 69able. <laughs> nice name. <laughs> Will Tyrion be conflicted as he sees the terror brought on by the dragons and Dothraki? Will he possibly change sides? Will he be like, look at all this destruction? I didn't. It's like what Danny was like. I didn't sign up for this when she was like, when she told Drogo, like, let's go take the Iron Throne. It's like, wait, all this raping and murdering. I didn't. Maybe I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Tyrion might be kind of faced with the same thing. Like, well, you know, this is, this as you're saying this. What if the dragon that Jaime is charging is being ridden by Tyrion? Ridden by Tyrion. That's why he's so mad. That's and why he's maybe, so mad. And then he stops. And maybe Tyrion and then might he lives. fly off. Or if Tyrion might just pull the dragon up and fly off and leave Jaime there alone on a battlefield, defeated. They might yeah. want him as a hostage. They might want to capture him alive. Yeah. You know? That might be hard for the dragon to do. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> leave the soldiers underground and capture Jaime alive. Let's fly the dragon out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think if there's if there's going to be any hesitation on either of their part, I think it's going to be the two of them facing each other. Um, otherwise, I don't I don't know if if there will be any hesitation for Tyrion or Jamie based off of the destruction because I think that they both kind of understand the cost of war. So I think yeah. it's going to be the two of them together if something if something like that happens. That would be interesting. Yeah, that's a this is some very. A lot of smart questions here, I got to say. A lot of people pointing, uh, pointing our thoughts and new, yeah, giving us new things to consider. That's really good. I love our community. Okay, uh, let's move on here. We've got a few questions that we'll, we're going to save for a little later because I've seen some questions here that we've, we've already covered these topics. But we'll circle back and get some of the questions because I, we'll, I think we'll probably still have a little time here. But let's make sure we cover everything before we circle back. So let's go to... What we're calling Casterly Rock, question mark, with some asterisks. We've got a shot here coming up with, this is Grey Worm giving the nod. It's like the knowing nod. And it's, he's approaching a little cleft in the water by a boat. This looks like a little commando raid. And there's two possibilities here, I think. Sean, you had a great idea for this. I'm pretty sure this is Casterly Rock. I'm based on the first trailer as well. But... Uh, given what we saw with the j- the dead body on the battlements and the Jamie shot at, re- at the Red Keep and the idea that maybe the Unsullied are, this is the Unsullied getting into a secret, secret way through King's Land instead of Castle Rock. But either way, they, they could get this information from Tyrion. Tyrion knows Castle Rock really well. He could tell them, hey, there's a secret way. You can get in this way. Mm-hmm. And... But so would Varys. Varys would know secret passages. More so with King's Land and Castle Rock. Although Varys has a pretty broad network of spiders, right? He kind yeah. of... Uh... He could know some secrets of Castle Rock too. So, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Did you? What? Which ones do you got? What was your? What's your pick? Do you think it's Castle Rock, King's Landing, or maybe something else entirely? I think it's. I think it makes more sense to be Castle Rock. I don't think that it's going to be King's Landing in this specific instance. I think that strategically, it would make sense to take something like Castle Rock. And I think that, given what we know about Tyrion's backstory, about how familiar he is with the sewers and the drainage system there, um, yeah. I think that he having some real way in could be a huge asset um, and an easy take for the team. And here we have an image Reminds me of Marine. that I think backs this theory up, which is it's when, when you see this shot in fast motion, it looks like a bunch of unsullied breaking through a gate. 
But in slow motion, it's Unsullied opening mm -hmm. a gate for the other Unsullied. Yeah. And the Unsullied who are opening the gate don't have shields. They don't have spears. They look like a commando group, whereas the ones they're opening up have their full gear, have the spears and the full and their shields and everything. Whereas this other group, they, they're more lightly armed. So now that could still be King's Landing. They could be opening up a door mm -hmm. to let these other Unsullied in King's Landing. But I, I'm definitely going to say Cashley Rock. That's my guess. Yeah, me too. One of my thoughts was that, well, I have a series of thoughts. One is, it'd be awesome to see Cashley Rock. I yes. think that'd be neat. Yeah, and they yeah. have, I feel like, hit up pretty much every other significant location, even some not-so-significant locations without getting Cashley Rock. So it makes sense for them, too. And strategically, it does make sense for a battle to go there. But there's no clear, there's no definitive thing we've seen so far of like, oh, that's it, that's Cashley Rock. They haven't made that clear. Now, they might not want to make that clear. They might want to save the surprise so I, I can see it going either way. But since there's nothing clear to make it classically rock, it makes me lean towards King's Landing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we'll have to see. That'll be neat. Okay. You're probably right. <laughs> Let us move on. Okay, so I think that's our that's our last image from the Castle Rock scenes. Now we're moving on to something interesting here i really there's a lot of this is also in the top five most confusing maybe the most difficult to discern what's happening here someone big i think it could be perspective drawing a sword in it sort of looks like an arena setting there's just a lannister guard standing in the distance just standing there calmly and it's you know there's like some ridges around them it's not like a coliseum or anything i don't see any crowd gathered so but it's the, the prevailing theory is that that's Sandor Clegane. Clegane and uh, he's getting baby. ready to fight his brother. <laughs> Can we get hype about that possibility? <laughs> is it okay if we I do? I think so. Let's do it. Confirm. We don't normally record on camera, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to... Come here, Strike. Are you guys... Come oh, here. Let's get hype so you're not used to drool, drooling during... Uh, uh, not worrying about that? Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... I was talking about dog drool. Good. Steven Strike loved Clegane Bowl. He knows how to get hired. He it's about like a certain house. way you hold his balls. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what, me? <laughs> That's true. You know, honestly, his favorite scenes from Game of Thrones are anything with Ramsey because Ramsey usually has dogs with him. And he's just always like watching the screen because they're always barking. Was he jealous when the other dogs ate Ramsey? He was like, I want a bite of that too. <laughs> he was. He was, yeah. I almost said something worse, but I'll, I'll leave that. Anyway, Clegable will get hyped. <laughs> 2K17. I mean, this is the dream. I can't. It could really be happening. It's one of those things where it's like, is this something that because I've been saying get hyped for Clegable since... I don't know, 2011, that um, we're just trying to like <laughs> seek it out. But I don't know. This this time it's pretty convincing. Bias. Yeah. It... I used to say it before I knew what it meant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so, you didn't know what hype yeah, meant? Yeah, safe to say. <laughs> no, click Game Bowl. Safe to say I'm so... So fucking here for this. Let's do it. So there's a... Uh, we're selling shirts. We have Click Game Bowl shirts at Con of Thrones in the merch place. Oh, I was like, we're doing a Click so Game Bowl shirt. I'm going to be wearing one of those for sure. You still have the image yeah. by the way? <laughs> Even if uh, yeah, the, the, it, now, yeah, you wanted to point something out odd about this image. It seemed, look on the left side there. That at first to me looked like part of the structure in the background, which also at first to me looked like some something built, but now tunnel, looks maybe. now looks maybe more part of a mountainside or maybe some mix. It's, it's really hard to say, but that structure right in the left I thought was part of that background, some sort of tunnel coming out. But now looking at it real close. 
It looks like a crate. Yeah, there's a there's even a plank on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Maybe it's a platform. And if you can ship an imp, maybe you can ship a hound. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I, I don't know how far my mind is stretching to explain yeah, this image. Yeah, it seems really but, weird to think that that's what's happening. But <laughs> but think about how and why the hound is in this moment. What's the timeline? How does he get here? When does he get here? Yeah, mm-hmm. like at the end of season six, he's like, yep, we're heading north. Right, so what exactly. is he doing there? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, that's, that's why I picked this as a top five mm-hmm. most confusing image. I wonder if he could be yeah. a Trojan horse of sorts, you know, uh-huh. something being carried in in a crate as a gift or just supplies or something he burst out all of a sudden to fight his brother how does he know <laughs> yeah, where he it's, is? it's a little vignette of, for us like a little aside of like he's in the north doing his thing up there because we've we've seen him the rest of the time we've seen him in the trailer he's been in, obviously in the north and we get like a quick little aside of a fan favorite moment and then we just like head back to the storyline <laughs> go back to the rest of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing i mentioned at the beginning of this is is there's a chance that that's not him do you guys think there's any chance that's not yes, sandor i do <laughs> i don't want to yeah, talk about it though <laughs> but yes i know <laughs> honestly if it's not who until is it's, it though yeah. Yeah. who would that character be it doesn't matter yeah. if it's not sandor then then we're all mad <laughs> you know yeah if it's not Clegane I mean, Ball, we don't be... care if it's not scottish i really want Clegane Ball. <laughs> I wonder if Gregor will know that it's Sandor that he's fighting, you know? Oh, maybe. How aware he is, even. Yeah. yeah. So here's It won't a, matter to Sandor. Here's a question that no. we got in our last Q&A. That's, there was a book Q&A, but it absolutely applies here, or could apply here. It's worth asking, since we're talking about the mountain that rides Gregor. If the walkers can control undead beings, could they grab oh. control of him? Yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah. Right, Brand. terrifying. Right, that might him? be why they need to be put him down. That's why it may become urgent. Maybe Cersei is dead. Maybe they're just out. Maybe the Lannisters are done. But but the mountain is still rampaging across the countryside, just killing things. <laughs> just wow. someone needs to stop that thing. It's just mm, he just yeah. doesn't have a master anymore. Maybe Kyburn dies. He just went just... back to what he knows. <laughs> he also yeah. might be taken out in battle with Jamie. Maybe he's part of the force on Ooh, the field. That would be useful. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just everybody. Get behind him mm-hmm. and let him go first. Maybe yeah. like having the giant in the north. It would be exactly like that, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like that. But but yeah, that's kind of neat. So good, 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 good ideas there. Okay, so let's see here. We've got. Let's start going to just. Oh, there's. Is there any more? I think we have no more. I don't think we have any more shots. So let's talk. Let's just take some questions here. We've got plenty of questions left. Maybe we'll go for another twenty minutes here or so and uh, call it a night. But we definitely have some good questions, so let's get get going here. Here's a good one. All right, so let's circle back to Danny and John. Now, the reason we would mention Danny and John is because from the other trailer, it really sounds like Danny is making, or, or which, maybe, is that this trailer? I forget. One of the trailers, Danny is, John is like, our families fought together. That, that is this one. trailer. This that, one. Is, that was yeah. this one. Yeah. We're talking about our families fought together for hundreds of years. He's probably talking to Danny there, or but maybe not. He could be talking to the rest of the North, but I don't think so because the North is already like declared, yeah. like, declared for him. So, and from the first trailer, we've also got shots of of what looks like Davos going to Dragonstone, to, and maybe John is with him. So, there's a cop. There's a lot to talk about with that. First of all, this question from Lady Mikkel of Moonacre, leader of the Weirwood Protectorate Alliance. A, a lovely name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a lovely proposes, name. She proposes two scenarios. What will be the impetus for Danny to get to John? The two, uh, the two scenarios are: Danny enters Dragonstone and finds the old letter from Mormont, begging for oh. help left there by Stannis when he departed for the Wall. Oh, that is a great oh, idea. Yeah. Interesting. Really good idea. The, That's so but cool. there's another even more 
perhaps simpler explanation. Because also in the first trailer, we see Melisandre at Dragonstone. Melisandre could just tell Danny about John, and that's that. I think that might be a simpler explanation. But it, you know, uh, what do you guys think? I think the, I think I favor the second one because we have confirmation from the first trailer that Melisandre's there. Right. That's a whole other question. What is Melisandre going to do? Like Davos shows him, like her, she's bad news, you know. And Danny isn't going to be cool with, you know, childburner. <laughs> well, <laughs> Davos know? isn't necessarily going to be there to tell her. But by the time Danny encounters Davos, she might have already been won over by Melisandre. That's true. Right. That's or true. have already interacted with her in some way. Yeah. Or yeah. Davos might even be killed before. She- Melisandre ever gets to John. Because Melisandre might just flip out when she meets Danny, being like, oh, you're the one. one. You're the one I've been looking for. Oh my God. I've been looking for you. I thought you were Stannis and whoops. Turns out your girl seemed better. Should have known. Should have known. That's definitely going to be like, I'm very curious Melisandre's reaction to meeting, assuming they meet. I think they will. It really looks like they'll be at the same location. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I think so. I wonder if what sort of religious advisor Danny is bringing with her in the first place. Mm. I wonder if some other red priestess will be coming along with Danny that might know Melisandre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That could be interesting that would too. Be very interesting. I was going to say, I think Danny's the kind of person to kind of draw her conclusions about someone by herself, not based off of like other people's opinions. So I feel like I agree with that. You know what I mean? Her there with Melisandre. I think that since they're both vastly intelligent, I think that Danny's going to be able to relate to her. I just don't see her like casting her out. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe it's kind of hard to gauge because I've never really thought about those two characters together until I saw you them. Know, and that's a great way to put it. Yeah, the trailer. You, it's be hard for her to cast her out. That was how Stannis felt. Stannis wasn't exactly didn't, you know, he he had to know on some level that she was bad for him politically, but he figured it was worth it because she's just so powerful. She's her just power so, had been demonstrated. Yeah. Her that's a great that's an even and, better way to put it. Her, her power had been demonstrated. Commitment to, I guess, her loyalty or whatever, devotion. Yeah. Even if, like, Stannis didn't believe everything she said, you're right. Like, her power was... She clearly had some. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Here's a question from Tracy Frey. I'm sorry. I I still wanted to say, by the way, thinking about who John was talking to about the families fighting together, if that was Danny, I I still think that's going to be much deeper into the season. Like, maybe the end. But I also think it's possible that it, he still could be talking to some other families in the North. Like, it's one thing for them to all swear allegiance to John. It's another thing for them to maintain allegiance with a zombie army in front yeah. of them, right? <laughs> he might have to reinvigorate their commitment. Yeah. Um, and he might also have to win over other families who aren't even in the North, right? You know he what? That to... makes a lot of sense. You know, I think you're right. I think what we're seeing, I just kind of just dawning on me now, I think what we're seeing is I think the Danny John stuff is going to come after his journey to the North to have this, this big fight and where he barely escapes. Or has this experience because that's when he's going to. Because otherwise, where where's the help from Danny in those scenes? Like yeah. she's just like, or we're thinking she's just like, nah, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious because I'm not totally, you know, I'm not totally convinced that Danny's going to be concerned or worried about what's going on in the North when she may be more focused on what's going on in King's Landing. And so I was almost mm. wondering if like Danny, if John's, it's kind of the way around, and John's the one who's asking for help or who's coming to danny looking for so, something yeah. and that and, may that may be another key part of melisandre's role too because yeah. remember melisandre told stannis she's like no forget that other stuff we need to go north mm. right. right she was immediately saw that as the the real threat or danger danny might show up 
win her battles or plot out and win her battles for a while and then move on to what Tyrion's advising is you got to figure out how to rule this land now that you won the battles and then and comes, then here comes john saying oh wait for that we got to make sure the land is safe first speaking of ruling the land and she's like no 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 i gotta do what Tyrion said we gotta get the families united and melisandre be like no no no, no. <laughs> let me tell you yeah i'd be interested we have arguments between Tyrion and melisandre yeah That'd be interesting <laughs> yeah and i well even Tyrion knows it too he got the same letter requesting help in the north but he kind of knew he didn't have i don't like know he, enough he political equity to do anything about it yeah. he brought it up he read this letter and everyone's like silly silliness <laughs> in the north yeah and Tyrion's like okay fine i'll set this aside for now i do have other troubles it's not that Tyrion doesn't think it's legitimate he just knew he couldn't actually do anything about it so he tried to work on what he could do something about here's another little thing to consider as far as timing this is i'm piecing some more things here as we're talking about it Okay, so what we just figured out, if if uh, John comes to Sansa, uh, Sansa, if John comes to Danny after he's had his jaunt in the north, that fits because it's after he's really shown what how dangerous things are, and plus the whole problem of Danny not apparently helping him. It would make sense that this would all happen after they both had their early season experiences. Let's say John is fighting north of the wall. He's gone north with his companions. Maybe he deals with these wildlings also or whatever it is. Meanwhile, Danny has her field of fire. Her, she takes Castle Rock, perhaps, does these other things. But King's Landing is where this gets a little tricky. Because John is clearly coming, and Davos, this messenger, comes to Dragonstone, not King's Landing. So either Danny has not taken King's Landing yet by the time this happens, which is very interesting because why would she not have King's Landing? Or she just uh, or uh, she just is deciding not to rule from King's Landing, which would be an interesting decision. She might just be like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to ha- keep my seat at Dragonstone. That's that a risk. Weird. That's risky. That would be weird. That would I be can weird. think of a reason to explain both those. Okay. Taking King's Landing would destroy King's Landing. It might, especially if you use your dragons. Right? You know. Exactly. It's just not worth it. She and and what's Cersei going to do for King's Landing? Mm. They'll just hold out. Just like Dragonstone hold, held out in the Rebellion. Mm. Right? So Cersei can try to hold out, but she's, she'll be surrounded by the Navy. She'll be dragons. Mm. The, the, Cersei just... They'll just put her off as not being able to affect things and not being a priority given everything else. And Dragonstone could serve as a capital. Uh, you see, I, I think there's enough reasons why it could play out that way. I like it. Yeah. Okay, um, next question. Let's China see. could take Taiwan, but they would destroy <laughs> Taiwan. You know, it's just not worth it, you know? I mean, yeah, that's a good parallel. Okay, good question from Steph Q. Or, sorry, from Steph Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, Steph Q&A. <laughs> what reaction will Sansa have to Bran's powers? Good question. Hmm. Um... Yeah, that's going to be freaky. I think Bran's powers are going to freak a lot of people out. Like, yeah. not just Sansa, but Sansa and maybe more than others because they're like, whoa, this is my brother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, also just reacting to him still being alive. Like, this is just a general reaction to Bran and his powers. Is That's a, that's a lot right. of questions there. I think Sansa's seen enough. She's been around. I, you know, I don't know if she'll be that surprised. She's seen... She, wait, did, did Sansa ever... Sansa never saw... Uh, What's the new Gregor? What's his no, name? She is, Robert Strong. The Robert Strong. Never no, she saw was she's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. I think it depends on what what Bran ends up doing or being or how he uses his powers. I think that that's a lot hinges on that for me personally. Generally, Northerners are more acceptant of this type of thing in the first place, though, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. More, yeah. But if he's 
but if he's caving into a, a way that we don't like, I just don't see him doing that on purpose, though, Hannah. You know what I mean? Like, we mentioned that he would do it on accident, which probably has a lot to do with the White Walkers movements, which is going to be a exciting thing to see. Slash, it's also a shame that it's happening at all. But yeah, I, I like know. the idea of Brand maybe making you know causing harm by accident, which he's already done. Yeah, he already exactly. Uh, let the, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like that theme of the power, his power being dangerous. Yeah, I don't think know, he has like malice. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah. And <laughs> once again, a lot of it is kind of parallels Luke Skywalker. Like he wasn't properly trained; his training got cut short. He's just starting to dip into the potential of his powers and loses his mentor. So he is more likely to misuse it without trying to end up hurting someone yeah here's two related here's two more correct questions related to each other that uh take us back to dragonstone again melisandre doesn't appear in this trailer what is she gonna do this season and from amanda l and from carol funk yes aziz what is mal doing was she there at dragonstone before danny got there that's an interesting consideration that that's where she runs off to and then danny arrives there and melisandre's already there i wonder why melisandre would go there but maybe because it's the volcanoes. I don't know. She's, you know, a red priest. She wants to be around the heat. I don't know. Maybe just to go she back there. She may have had a vision. She may have just had a vision. Maybe she left some stuff there. Yeah. I, don't... <laughs> I think that that's it's just a place that she's familiar with. I mean, she's not really familiar with a lot of spaces in Westeros. And so I think that that's probably just like the first thing. I mean, she is riding off having been sent away by john where else is she going to go that would make sense for her and i think that for her that's a familiar place disney and, world yeah I mean, well, <laughs> well we a lot uh, or she knew to go well, there. one thing that we might have to consider is that she says to aria that we will meet again mm. and so that's got to happen at some point i was yes, sort of assuming could, that she was going to run into away. the brotherhood without banners that sandor and the rest of them are heading north she's Heading south, uh, mm-hmm. I thought they crossed paths, mm. and they still might cross paths, and in her head onto Dragonstone mm. from there. And Arya did have Melisandre on her list for a while. It was she took her off the list. I, we don't know why, but from season four to season five, her list shrunk by half for no apparent reason. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but Melisandre was on it. <laughs> okay. Here's a, not a question, but a comment. Big E. I just pictured Davos sitting in Shireen Baratheon's old room. Oh, <laughs> man, man, that is a downer, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but a good comment still. I do think Davos would have some... I do think there's a good chance of some nostalgia moments from Davos mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and some sadness. Um. Okay. Liat uh, Rubenfield. What will Varys do this season? Good question. We haven't seen much of him. He's barely in the trailers at all. There's at one point you can see him standing behind Danny, but that's it. Mm-hmm. I have a tough time with this. I don't see a lot of what Varus will do. Do you guys have any ideas on what, what he'll do? Helping her rule a little bit, but seems like more that's going to be Tyrion's yeah. job. Yeah, I think that he'll be doing A, a lot of swimming, <laughs> and B, a lot of uh, a lot of working with the, uh, like he said he always wanted to do, which was work with the other houses locally and try to turn people to the Targaryen mm. cause, the queen's back, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, he did work with, right? he, we did see him in that final scene working with Elena and the Sand Snakes mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. hey, join mm-hmm. team women and no penis. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's perfect. Varys, Theon, all the Unsullied. I, I'm disappointed by this because I do like his character, but I don't expect to see hardly any of them. Yeah. Generally speaking, his role has been sort of a behind-the-scenes collaborator of the houses, right? And at this point, everyone's already lined up. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of collaborations there are they is, trying to make anymore? So. There is less room for intrigue now. Yeah. It's more about open war and 
things just resolution of plot lines that have been building for a long time. You're right. This is less about the Game of Thrones and now just open war, lots of fighting. And yeah, I agree. I there's agree fewer factions to in Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's like people that haven't taken sides yet and before. Now everyone's like everyone, like you said, everyone's on a side now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not maybe virus will try to get people someone to flip from one side to another, that kind of thing. But even that is uh might be a little too much for TV. I think what hopefully he kills I'd say what I would like to see <laughs> is for Jamie to be captured and Varus to have a scene with him. I'd like to see for hmm. Varus and Jamie have a, a conversation, much like Varus and Ned's scene. Oh, okay. that's cool. Interesting. Also, if we're talking about people we want Varus to talk to, uh, Arya, Sansa, <laughs> John, for sure. That'd be neat. Uh, <laughs> That's a long he list. Might, we won't go over all of them. Few, he might have some info as well, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to see him talk to ghosts, Ooh. honestly. I think that he'd do well with animals, personally. I don't know. Here's a question from Tracy Frey Van Winkle. Does Sansa repeating a Ned line give you hope for a little stark vengeance for, meaning against, Littlefinger? Yeah. I think we sort of touched on that earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the major things hanging over peter's head that could undo him is that the knowledge that he betrayed ned it's it's definitely not a sure thing that that information will come out but as we said before there is a way for that to happen in brand and maybe another way that we haven't considered and there's almost no way that won't be answered if if yeah. sansa and brand with brand there too i mean brand's gonna be at winterfell too and maybe john like all of them might find this out they may, they may all be confronted with hey this guy is why ned stark is dead and then Littlefinger, nothing will save Littlefinger at that point. Mm-mm, no. I, oh, no. I tell you, though, I think it's, I, I could be wrong. I'm not very confident about this, but I think it's at least as interesting to think about Littlefinger not being caught in any way and him oh, continuing yeah. to climb up the ladder, you I know, like that, to, yeah. to, to, whether he's pitting Sansa against John or sending John, hey John, you're actually the true heir, and maybe pitting John against Danny or Danny and John rule Westeros together, and at least Sansa by herself in the North with Littlefinger manipulating her. I, I can see him still coming out on top of all this. This is pretty chaotic. This is what he thrives in. So, yeah, that's chaos. true. That's a really good point, John. So, yeah, that, I mean that would be more interesting if he didn't just kind of fall to the side. If he kept kind of being Littlefinger. Yeah, I mean, what's going to be more but, chaotic than all this that we're seeing? Like, yeah, everyone fighting and like, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. He does thrive on this sort of thing. Yeah, I just yeah, he does. want Sansa to just take him out, though. You know, I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> just stab him, like not even like send him to be executed. Like actually yeah. physically stab him herself. That would be something. I can't help it. <laughs> that would be cool. I think Sansa is the person who I want to win whatever that means exactly i think i want sansa to win the game of thrones you know? <laughs> me too that would be cool me too. it could definitely go worse than sansa we could definitely pick a worse figure <laughs> yeah. to be in charge of at least a lot of the survivors <laughs> whoever they are <laughs> well shall we move on to the awesome game of owns tradition of doing owns i think we've covered all the questions now a lot of, we've got a few left but i think we basically answered them because they're similar to other mm-hmm. questions so Apologize if we missed any questions that we didn't already answer, but I think we got them all. So how about that? We want to move on to the owns? Yeah. Let's do cool. it. Well, you guys take it away. This is your so what do you guys think? Well, what do you think? I mean, hmm. for us, um, owns started, you know, back in the day because we we wanted to uh, make a little 
fun situation where people could tell us their favorite. I think like for us, when we talked about Game of Thrones, it was more like we would talk about the highlights or like someone did this or someone said that and it really stuck out to us. And we just put a ridiculously, we talked about it today as these yeah. ridiculously weird name on it. <laughs> Didn't really think people would listen and now they are. And now we can really can't, it's just, it is. Uh, but it's, uh, we just, uh, at a certain point in the episode, whether it's uh, a chapter discussion or read through with a feast with dragons or whether it's uh, uh, during the season, uh, or during trailers and stuff like this, we just talk about our favorite moments and we ask the listeners to do the same and they've written in. And uh, I'm curious to know what all of you, like what's your, hmm, what do you think? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the, my own is gonna go to, my own is gonna go to Jamie for making me fear for his life. That's the, he's the <laughs> character I'm most worried for. Like That's a lot of characters I think are on the chopping block, but he's one of the most obvious and the one that I would actually care about. So I think, I mean, Cersei's, I'm not going to cry when Cersei's gone. I'm not going to cry when Jamie's gone, but I'm not going right. to, I'm going to be like, man, she really had that coming. And Jamie's, cul- it was funny, is Jamie is culpable of so much of what Cersei has done. He's continued to stay behind her. But, you know, human emotions and what we like and don't like doesn't always make sense. Well, a lot <laughs> oh, of the no, most recent stuff she's done, he's not, I mean, I guess yeah. he's staying behind her, but he wasn't part of the plan to blow up the set. Yeah, right? no, he, he had no idea. Happy and I think that. he would have stopped it if he was there and aware. Right? Mm-hmm. right about that, yeah. What's your on then, Sean? Do you have one? I think it's Sansa. I think it's uh, the the quote, oh, yeah. finger, you know, like that uh, slow walk, but fight all the battles in your mind. Don't, yeah, I think uh, the, the the mix of the image of Sansa and and Littlefinger's advice, I think, is in mine. Right on. That's good. That's pretty um, good. Mine. I'll go next. Uh, mine is also Sansa, which I think that people who <laughs> listen to our podcast, yeah. <laughs> People who listen to Game of Thrones are not surprised because I'm a major Sansa apologist. But um, her line, her the the pack survives line, I just like had to sit on the floor for a little while after listening <laughs> to that. Um, I'm just really excited about her growth and her in this, you know, what what she's capable of, and and you know we've talked a lot about her and Littlefinger and the rest of her family and. I just felt like the trailer ended so so perfectly with the way she delivered that line. So own to yeah. own to that. Right on. Oh, this is really hard for me. So I'm gonna give two just uh, two owns that aren't my own <laughs> that are just they are built in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ramin Javadi for oh, yeah. the score, Blood mm-hmm. and Seven. Yes. That that's that's everyone's. And also just to the trailer itself for just really being next level. I thought I think they brought it. You know for for as much as we're all looking forward as a community and people even that aren't listening to these podcasts or going to the convention, uh, they did a good job, I think, hitting bases for us and bases for the people that don't know the intricacies of the lore. And I I mixed that in with a bunch of just action and, and payoffs that we expected. Like I said, I didn't expect to see until, you know, season eight or at least during the season, I got to see weeks ahead of it, you know, in the trailer. So that was pretty cool. But my own of the trailer simply goes to Beric Dondarrion and Lightbringer. Just yeah. <laughs> so cool. Just, I mean, honestly, so cool. what Amazing. was that? You know, it was, how did he do that? I was tempted and to do that why, to call that one as well. <laughs> so cool. In, so in season cool. two or three, just a, he lights yeah. it with his blood. Like he lights the flame, the sword with his blood. But he did that time. He just, it just ignites. He just, just holds it up. 
I can never get my. He was in action mode. Can, the Lord of Light was tapping into him. You know what I mean. I can never get my sword of light on fire. <laughs> I know it's rough. Yeah, at least not right when you want it. You're like, you have to like. Really is, that euphemism? <laughs> is that a Viagra euphemism? I thought that's where yeah, he was going with that. I don't know. Getting my sword out. Comedy. <laughs> well, when it's that cold in the north, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bring it need back. something to light your fire. Well, we have we have these owns from people from from some fans. You guys have these on your screen. Do you, uh, Zach and Hannah? Do you mm-hmm. want to read these or should I? Oh okay, yeah, we yeah go ahead, read these then. Yeah, let's let's. Well, hit, well let's here's hit. how we do them. You guys want to read them with us? We usually just go person okay, to person, sure. and we read off their things. Yeah. So, what do you want to you want to start yeah, it off? Oh, yeah, Hannah? Hannah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I can go first. Um, let me see. So first off on Twitter, um, we have Daryl who says my own goes to Drogon Smile. That smile you make when you're about to throw down on a serious meat buffet. Hashtag, oh baby, I have my own hot sauce. <laughs> Can you imagine what an actual meat buffet, this, the pro- appropriate size for a epic would look like? <laughs> It'd be a mm-hmm. field of yeah, cows. Yeah, a bunch of living cows. And it's like, bro, you cook it yourself. Like, yeah, you do cook it yourself. <laughs> um, I can go next. This is Akash Singh, who writes, my own goes to Ramian Javadi for sending chills down my spine for over an entire year. Yeah, perfect. Okay, I'll do the next one. We have Jen Calhoun. Own to Arya, who is definitely wearing the hound's face as in, and is in the dragon pit about to cross the mountain off her list. Oh, my. <laughs> Hashtag prove me wrong. You know, what's funny is some people thought that that was Arya, like just because the angle is so hard to tell. It's like the camera angle. It could be, it makes it looks like a large person, but from the camera angle, it could be somebody else. But there's a lot of theories hilarious. about who Arya is in this trailer because I also was reading one about uh, Arya, Arya standing next to Bran. So, mm-hmm. yeah. all right, Sean. OK in OK says, own to Clegane for bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is concise and to the point and uh, on target for what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Next, we've got uh, Molly Reasley, who says, my own goes to the Game of Thrones marketing team for finally getting it right and making Sansa the trailer's focus. Ah. Hashtag Sansa Fierce. Yeah. <laughs> Jasmine Booth writes, own to whoever made Bran a wheelchair. It took six seconds, and I'm sure Mira's like, are you fucking serious? That's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Andrew Lowe says, my own goes to Old Nine Lies himself, Beric Dondarrion, and Lightbringer? Question mark, hashtag, I get mm. knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got John Webster. Is anybody really going to give their own to anybody other than the flaming sword wielding Beric freaking Dondarrion? <laughs> okay, so he is winning the owns so far. <laughs> Um, next we have uh, Russell P who says own to John with the trailer's last shot looking like a true general king in the north and possible or possibly the warrior of light hashtag winter is here and a bunch of great emojis yeah those yep. like a knight's king and a dire wolf and a snowflake and some cross swords yeah those are those are on point emojis on point. Mm-hmm. Joel Sheridan writes this is in quotes lone wolf dies but the pack survives as John rides away hurt from the white Ooh. fight hashtag chills but not from yeah. the cold nice nice also white fight alright from rune fear uh, hopefully I said that right own to creepy Peter next time I rewatch that shot I might just start laughing yeah him just looking around the <laughs> corner so perfect for him wind of the white fawn own to the light of the seven for continuing to be the best piece of game or piece of thrones score and always giving me chills that is not mm. the first person to mention that. So yeah, mm-hmm. Ram and Jawadi is kicking ass. Yeah, as we <laughs> can expect. Um, Jenny Burner on Twitter, Sansa with that classic line: "When the snow snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives." Hashtag pack reunion. And there's a wolf emoji. I don't know if it came with the hashtag or not, but that's yeah. cool. 
Mafirva. It feels like cheating, but all of it. It's good that you're reading this flaming sword to Jamie charging the battlefield to Sansa repeating Ned's words. From Big Blue Kool-Aid, Brandon, his new (laughs) old friend and medieval Professor X chair. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. That is a nice looking chair. Uh, You know what? I think that's why they had to kill off Doran Martell so that his wheelchair could be sent north. Because it's a a, a Valyrian steel wheelchair that there's only one of. (laughs) James Carson. Jamie Lannister riding on that horse, ready to unleash hell. In all caps. Hashtag, <laughs> yeah, hashtag who needs two hands. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to move to Facebook. We have Ashley Green Richardson, who said, I feel afraid, very afraid. Where is Sam? Is something going to happen to Jogon? Why does Sansa look so suspicious? What is the gro- growling creature the walkers have? Who is the old man at the Weirwood tree? So many questions. Right on. Sorry, Ashley. Jane Calder. <laughs> did anyone notice how much Sansa looks like Melisandre in the opening shot and the red puffiness of her eyes as she was crying? Hashtag shit's about to get really real. <laughs> that is a good point. She did look like maybe she was about to cry or had been crying. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like these have degraded into just general comments of emotion <laughs> instead of owns. <laughs> <laughs> They're still entertaining, however, so we'll keep going. They are very entertaining. <laughs> Chris C. Holly. I may have yelled loudly at the screen once during that trailer. Okay. Okay, five times. Don't judge. Okay, no, we're going to judge. Mm-hmm. We're going to judge you well. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a, yes. <laughs> Only five times? You're welcome. Get with it, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Max Fetterman, own to Barrett for inventing the Westerosi lightsaber. <laughs> Sean got the Star Wars one. What's that? Of course, Sean got the Star Wars one. Yes, I know, it's Sean perfect. He's even got a Millennium Falcon right here. Yeah. It's Destiny. That's so cool. I've been staring at your shirt it's this Destiny. whole time. <laughs> um, next is my favorite one that we got this whole time um, from David Sulio, who just wrote hashtag that song. <laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> this is from Nobody Ever. Those shots of Drogon in battle are amazing, but I'm really looking forward to watching Game of Thrones handle the battle mm. at sea. It's something new for Game of Thrones. We've seen dragons, a White Walker, and Cersei's smugness before. <laughs> dot, dot, That's dot. true. The only real sea battle we had was the dragons burning a bunch of ships. It wasn't ships versus ships. It was ships like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. What do we do about this? Yeah. Uh, we can't do much about this. That's a great point. Uh, from Joey Catney's so many feels. Ned saying from Sansa really gave me hope for her decisions. Excellent. Nerd flicks and chill. <laughs> this may be the best trailer Thrones has ever done. I'm doing a high note. Well, thank you guys for. Sh- I feel like Ashea, even though you're technically handling a lot of stuff, you should like shout us your own from this trailer. <laughs> what was your favorite part of this trailer? My favorite part was seeing Jamie on his horse going through the field. I mean, assuming it's him, it looks like him. Yeah. Yeah. They're Jamie's yeah. rampage run is, is Ashea's own, it in case you guys so couldn't hear. It's so apocalyptic. It does. It really yeah. Yeah, oh, it does. so tragic. It really it does. That's why it gives that feeling of Jamie's last charge. Yeah, it yeah. really. Oh, boy. Let's not go back to that, though. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that covers it for everybody. Thanks for everyone who came live and participated in asking us questions and helping make this trailer discussion extra fun. Obviously, thanks to Hannah and Zach. You guys were awesome. We really had fun doing an episode with you guys. Yeah, Look forward to- yeah I know we've been planning doing something together for a while. I'm glad that the trailer happened like it yeah. did and it was able to happen this way. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun. Thank you guys. This was like 
trailer was like a, a minute and some seconds. <laughs> two minutes. Two, yeah. two, two whole minutes. So, Welcome yeah. to my okay, life, so we got, we got two hours of discussion about a two-minute trailer. <laughs> is every episode coverage going to be like an eight-hour? How many I mean, minutes is that? We do a lot of episode coverage. We all do. Yeah. There are over a hundred hours of programs at Con of Thrones. Think about that <laughs> for a, a second. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Well, to mention Con of Thrones one more time, all of us will be there. We really hope to see you all there as well. And both Game of Bones and History of Westeros have active Patreon campaigns. We usually do shout-outs for patrons, but since it's a guest episode, we uh, we won't get into that this time. But check both of our Patreons out, and if you feel like helping out, do so. Uh, we've obviously got a lot going on during the season, so it's, it's definitely jam time for us all. We'll be having a lot of fun, and we hope you guys are going to be with us. So I guess we could sign off. You guys have anything else to say? I don't want to speak for everyone. No, just it's been really great, and thanks everyone who's participated, and it's been really fun to hang out with you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. This has been a lot of fun. And thanks to everyone who's been watching live and chatting along with us and been trying to keep up. And everyone seems really smart. And please listen to both of our podcasts. Listen to all the Game of Thrones yes. podcasts, you know. And if you're not coming next week, uh, we'll be releasing stuff from Con of Thrones and it'll be featuring all of those shows and many other people. So it's going to be cool. if you are there, say hi. Yeah, you know, you know what we yeah. look like. Sean's going to be there. <laughs> Sean, you're on a bunch of panels, but this is going to be a fun, This is gonna be a yeah, good I'm time. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, well, Valar Morgulis, everybody. Valar Season 7 is not long now. <laughs> so we'll sign off until the next episode from Game of Thrones and History of Westeros, whether together or separate. We'll see you then. Is it, is it Game of Westeros or History of Bones? Game of Westeros. Game of Westeros. Game of Westeros. <laughs> 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 History of Westeros. <laughs>